0: Welcome to Left of the Throne, a Game of Thrones review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening?
1: What is up? Uh, It's a Monday night. Spring is finally here. Uh, There's a marathon of Democratic candidates doing town halls on CNN right now. Our normal recording time was right when Bernie started, so uh, I'm missing out on Bernie. Kicking ass on CNN, but here we are. things we do for love
0: (laughs) yeah we'll catch it on the replay i i I, I, spoiler alert what's gonna happen is he's gonna get asked a bunch of totally organic questions that were just happen to line up with uh, corporate think tank smears against him uh Uh, yeah and he's gonna still swat him down like fucking uh, olajuwon
1: very first one was this girl who was like so you want uh felons to be able to vote does that mean you want uh violent offenders and murderers and uh, perpetrators of sexual assault to be able to vote for the politicians that put them there. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, totally organic question from a (laughs) 20 year old kid yeah
0: a 20 year old kid who is almost definitely seen like the movie 13 or 13th and like knows what how fucked up the prison industrial complex is and like yeah, yeah that's something that a fucking teen is going to ask is their number one issue not you know student loans or they're any trying, of these other things they're, they're that trying to you know, stop bernie from breaking the wheel
1: because they know that bernie will actually break the wheel and yeah, so fans of the political cast we do understand why we like game of thrones and uh, the themes that are Covered and reproached, or at least the the aims of some of our heroes, whether they always are so noble or sometimes need to be reminded to uh, not slaughter civilians.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To not commit war crimes. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's say we're going to break the wheel. You're not going to fucking flame people alive anymore. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into all that because that'll probably be towards the end because the scene at the end is, I think... illustrative to that whole well well i'll save it we got we got, a, we got a, a, a lot of show to get through we got a, a lot that. of show
1: we've got the most show maybe
0: to to go through of any show shown yes um yeah so let's just get right into the episode um we open with the uh scene uh the kind of pseudo trial of jamie lannister which i assumed most of the episode was gonna, was gonna end up being you know when we saw the trailer it looked like a lot of the episode uh, would end up being Jamie trying to kind of make the case uh, as to why he should uh, a not be killed uh, because a lot of people there uh, you know, at least upon first glance want to kill him and uh, b why he should be allowed to join them and be trusted to join them, you know, Mm. in their, in their fight. So
1: everyone in that room, except for the, for the, um, Leon Sully has a reason to want to kill him. I mean, he's been <laughs> a yeah, yeah. Good piece of shit for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I was glad they just like, bam, credits over. Boom. Here we are. We're good. We're going to get this out of the way right away because
0: we got bigger things to worry about. And, you know, all the good all the good characters who know the journey that Jamie's been on as a person, you know, Brienne, Tyrion, vouch for him and stand up for him. And it, it's enough to sway basically all of the characters i mean sansa you know uh who's had some bad experiences with him john who's certainly had bad experiences with him, knows about uh him trying to kill ned you know in the streets of of uh king's landing uh took the word of of brienne and took the word of Tyrion uh as enough because he trusts them as good people and he and he thinks that if they're going to vouch for this guy uh you know that they agree uh Daenerys didn't seem as convinced, but it was kind of like the uh, American Idol rule of like, well, you know, two of the judges already voted God, you through. So I'm just right. not going to, I won't say anything. Well,
1: it's like, she knows her father was the mad King. He was mad for, mm-hmm. well, we don't know the reason, but she knows that he was, you know, Brian like, he, in his ear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That but you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the North probably hates Jamie Lannister less. Cause he, they, he killed the guy who murdered, richard stark right who that was like their big patriarch for a long time right so they probably don't mind jamie Lester nearly as much right
0: it, you know not, and it that, just wouldn't have been a good look for her right off the bat to be like look i'm gonna disagree with everybody in here and fuck him let's i'm gonna burn him a lot you know or right it would have been a bad look for her right right that. um
1: but you know he also helped turn on ned stark so they don't like him for that but they're obviously there's there's some ambivalence there but you know it, it with sansa it's kind of like You you then remember, oh, yeah, nobody knows that he pushed Bran out of the fucking window. (laughs) <laughs> and when he's kind of like, "Hey, why didn't you tell anybody about that?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? They, they, you would have had no chance in there right? if I told them that." Yeah. It's like you tried to murder I, a fucking ten-year-old child. There's no no walking back from that one. Nothing. Brand's gonna say. He's like, "You're on your fucking own, dude." Like I nothing.
0: I, l- I love his his Doctor Brand Hatton moment too. By the, of just like subtly saying like, "Oh, the things we do for love," with no context. Oh, Jake. Like- <laughs> he pulled his his little trick that, was with a that great- he did on
1: on Littlefinger that was a great
0: uh, moment of visual acting from jamie too just totally selling like the terror right. and, and like confusion and like fuck what am i is he gonna tell you well, he's the, gonna the, wrap me up like
1: the funnier part is, is when he did it with Littlefinger. when he said chaos is a ladder it was so, sort mm-hmm. of out of context he just blurted it out and Littlefinger's fingers like what what the fuck uh-huh, yeah but when brand said it here it was in context so it was basically he was saying, well, I do it all over again because it was protect my house, protect my family. And that's when he says it. And you're <laughs> like, oh, Brian, you're getting fucking smoother with this shit. Brian's <laughs> like really, going to open mics and honing uh, his uh, <laughs> honing
0: his fucking punchlines. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But then, you know, the, the so, weird thing about when Brian vouches for him is you believe that she really believes how noble she is, but she hasn't seen him for a long time. And then when they get their first moment together, she's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you mocking and insulting me? And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I used to be that asshole, wasn't I? And you go yeah. back and you watch those early seasons. It's like, wow, he really was a fucking jerk to her all the time. And now he's not. But why isn't he anymore? And it's because of her. It's because yeah. of her. It's because of the, the intimacy. He can finally stop being the fucking prick and, like, open up to someone about the, the pain that he'd been through uh, right after he tried to save her and wash his hand for it that you really see the, the the change start in him at that point. And he starts kind of like having some introspection and going like, Oh, look at all the awful shit I've done. And I don't, I don't think he realizes that though. You don't really realize when certain people change you in your life. And I think that's the moment where he kind of goes, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. And yeah, you know, the reason I'm here is to, you know, help you or serve you. And it's, it's like you, you really get that they don't just love each other, but there's like a deeper respect and, I think that's the moment that he realizes and we also realize that she's the one that turned him into this better person unintentionally but
0: and i think and we'll get to you know further scene between the two of them later but i think he does love her whether or not it's in a romantic way or just in like a you know just a a a bonded way i think there's certainly you know that's certainly evident in, in in a scene we'll talk about later um probably the one of the best scenes, of the, I, I think one of the best scenes of the series, but we'll get to that later. Um, I, you know, uh, the, uh, the other thing that happens in that scene is that, uh, <laughs> I guess not realizing that maybe Tyrion had, had kind of predicated the whole like truce with Cersei as like, Oh, don't worry. She'll send her army up. Jamie just immediately blurts out. Oh yeah. She's not sending her army. Like, you could have slow played it a little bit, dude, like your brother's fucking neck is on the line here. I don't think you realize, though, but but that that was a really right. funny moment to what see was, Tyrion's reaction. He's just like, fuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that that was maybe the only thing that really saved him, you know, and, and, and Tyrion says he's he would, like, yeah, Look, if, he's got sure. no army. He came up here alone knowing that we would all fucking rag on him and he still came like that's that's honorable enough right there. Um, and offering
0: it up right up the up front means that he was he had honest intent he was trying to at least portray honest intentions he wasn't trying to like hold that card he wasn't there to be
1: an assassin or anything like that and even if he was it's like she's got an (laughs) army of thousands of people and guards and everything like there's no way he's he's not gonna get her one-on-one
0: uh yeah
1: um but still i mean that that is uh when when bran sort of She's vouching for him, but he's, she's not really vouching for him. But then when she says, well, are you vouching for him? And she kind of like pauses for a second. She's like, she doesn't immediately say yes. You know, there's a hesitation yeah. there. So yeah, she yes. knows there's a risk if she's wrong to her.
0: Yeah. And I, um, you know, I, one of the things I really hope we get out of the series is Tyrion's redemption as the smartest man in Westeros, because. That's the thing I think everyone loved about Tyrion and why Tyrion was so many people's favorite character. I, I would say mine included to, to, for a good chunk of the series um, is that he was just this fucking genius who he'd always be like you know what, He he's not a fighter he's not a lot of things but smartest fucking dude in the world like he doesn't fall for any of this shit and he's, I don't think th- he's that
1: smart no he knows how to say smart things in a room with people and and twist their minds around and be subtly manipulative when he's there he's really bad at predicting what an army across the world is going to do because he's not there to see anything he's bad at predicting those kinds of things he's not a he's not a war- good war planner well, he's
0: not a tactic yeah i mean he's not a general right. but uh, you know he he's he has he's had good instincts in the past and i i'm concerned that the show for plot reasons has really made him into an idiot the past, like two seasons, two, three seasons. So I really hope that that's not, I hope he finds,
1: he sells himself as being hand to the queen, to Danny, and he's fucked up a few times and she's kind of beating him down for it. But then later on when he's like, you know, when they're having the world war planning party or planning meeting, um and he's like oh, i you know i fought before i should go out and fight she's like no i you're i hired you to be my second brain and i need you when this is all over so she redeems him a little bit in that moment and you can see he recognizes he's like oh i'm still important because she just talked about firing me
0: a little while ago well i think that's he has a lot and i don't want to jump ahead you know too many well scenes, but these scenes we're gonna, so we're gonna have to like
1: you- talk about scenes that connect to other scenes that's just part of the how it
0: works yeah and i'm i'm just saying uh, you know I, and he, uh. But he has, I think he has Jorah to thank for that. It seems like Jorah talked her into, you know, giving him a second shot. She didn't seem like her impulse initially was to be like, yeah, I know you fucked up a few times, but it happens. Like, she was really like, why the fuck am I keeping this guy around as my hand? Like, he sucks. He hasn't given me one good piece of advice yet. Uh, and I think Jorah, you know, for whatever reason, and I think Jorah's had a really nice redemptive arc uh, that we kind of saw culminated. This episode also really talked her into uh, not giving into the initial instinct, which was get rid of him, make Jorah the ha- uh, hand. Or well, be- he just
1: wouldn't go away. He just kept coming back. You know what? What do they say? Success in life is ninety percent showing up, and he just was like, "Hey, I'm mean, here at another gladiator thing. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. Take me back." <laughs> so you yeah,
0: know, but I, but he, he tried
1: is- really hard, but
0: um, so. The next scene we get is the scene with Arya uh down in the forge forgery? I don't <laughs> Foundry, whatever wherever the fuck Gendry is making his shit. Yeah. Uh the weapons room. Gendry
1: works in the Foundry.
0: <laughs> and um you know, she sneaks up on him. He's 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 pounding away at, on that dragon glass steam, steam <laughs> pissing.
1: You know, it was a little it's a very, little, su- very
0: suggestive scene.
1: Didn't, yeah. Then we have much the imagination. It was pretty clear where they were going. Like, remember last episode where it was kind of flirtatious? Well,
0: <laughs> hold my beer. So, and she has that great line. Where she's like uh, where he's like talking about like, you know, how different it is fighting the army of the dead. And she's like, I know death has many faces. I look forward to seeing this one uh which was the line that they used i think in the initial trailer from the uh you know before the season started um, then we get uh the scene of Bran and Jamie uh where where Jamie you know basically is like what we talked about it a little bit but he was like why didn't you uh you know tell them and Bran essentially kind of confirms what we what we've been speculating is that like hey You might be useful. I think you're probably important to the end game. So I'm going to play everyone as I think I need to to make sure that we win.
1: Right. you well, know, he shows and, a lot of, uh, you know, he seems pretty naive, but again, he doesn't know this brand the way that we do. So we're kind of like, well, of course, brand would just be like, whatever, dude. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm omnipotent now who cares about legs, but Jamie doesn't know it, that he doesn't know that he just thinks here's the same kid who's been stuck in a chair all this time. Sure. they probably miserable. So, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, but when, when he, you know, he, 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 last week I speculated that he still could have become the three eyed Raven if he still had his legs right and he's kind of like nope nope never would have become 3 out of raven without like with these legs so thank god
0: you, you took them from me so that was a little
1: weird but whatever
0: but the show's been, i mean it, that's probably true but the show has been big on humbling characters and, and allowing them to find them their best selves like you know we talked about jamie wasn't really didn't become a good person until he lost his hand and was really humbled by that and like really learned about the way he's treating people and you know john didn't like john was always a a good person but he was an idiot much like his father his uncle unfortunately until he got killed for it and i think that really you know affected the way he views everything going forward he didn't lose his nobility but he i think you know came out a little bit smarter i mean he he knows a little more than nothing now He, he he doesn't still know nothing he knows you know some sure.
1: Things. Sure. Well, uh, it, I think that the the moment where he changes is, is pretty early on. It's when they go to pardon me, to to the um, when they go the lead the party, the raiding party north of the wall, and realizes that this guy is like having this incestuous sex with his daughters, and all the the boy babies are are being sacrificed to uh, the the whites, and that the you know the the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch knew about it and was okay with it that he was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? We're like aiding our enemy and we're not supposed to talk about it. Like this is not only did you know they're real, but you're letting this guy feed them more fucking little white Walker babies. So I think that was yeah. when he first kind of like was he, he sort of, he pretended like he turned on the, you know, on the night's watch because he got captured by the wildlings. And he kind of pretended to be a wildling for a while. And then when he showed his true allegiance was still to, you know, to, um, the Night's Watch he almost gets killed for it, and that's when uh, you know, his his <laughs> real life wife tries to kill him for the first time in earnest. Uh, and then kind of holds back the second time. She shoots him three times. But yeah, yeah that yeah, I mean, but, I mean he definitely still had like that. he really was betrayed by that and kind of was like yeah. eye opening in that moment.
0: He did, but he still I mean, he was still Ned Stark's kid. you know, what? like he still had the naivete enough to trust Ollie until he until it got him killed. Like I I just think there was i i hope he 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 had a learning experience from being stabbed to death by by his own people um Man, well, it wasn't like going Ollie organized that
1: himself not a little kid fucking just shows no, up that little fucker goes, oh, hey guess what certainly I'm made it happen
0: <laughs> that that little fucker certainly facilitated it he I was very. I, there were a lot of people I remember before that season. Were like, "Oh well, hopefully he just puts Ollie in prison." I was like, "No, hang that motherfucker with the rest of them. Don't you know? Don't let him off the hook." So everyone was like, "Oh, oh I, don't know, this, I don't think he'll kill." This Ollie. is the
1: guy you want to actually sit on the on the Iron Throne, huh? A Guy who murders children.
0: <laughs> Real kid that killed him. They murdered him.
1: <laughs> yeah, they murdered him because he violated their their vows. So you know.
0: Yeah, that's it's
1: one of those yeah. things where they're both right. They're both right and they're both wrong.
0: But they were. I mean, they were dicks. They weren't right. The night's watch. The the what's it, I can't remember his name. The 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 curly headed fuck. The night swatch guy that was like yeah, he was terrible.
1: The, he was terrible, and he even like and, he, and the, he manipulated. Decent, a lot of those guys. voted Low, you know. After he got voted in, he gave him like the, the probably the best job, second in command job. Yeah,
0: he he was really kind to that guy, like considering yeah. that that guy fucking hated his gut like that. But that's again, that was his naivete. Because if he didn't try, if he. uh didn't trust that guy he might not have been put in a position if he had just excommunicated him or whatever yeah you know he, he might have he might not have gotten killed but i mean he had to get killed for the plot to move forward and for him to be where he is now and to be Azor high and yada yada but yeah um so yeah so that's that scene was was interesting i, I you know brand seemed like he I don't I don't want to say he was he had more of his humanity in this episode, but like the, he wasn't so fucking dour this episode. Like there was there were it seemed like there were more traces of Brandon Stark than there mm. have been in, in in episodes, you know, recently. Well
1: he didn't you notice he didn't actually even say the stupid fucking name Three Eyed Raven to Jamie Lannister. He's just Jay like called no,
0: Drag it, Crow or something.
1: No, he didn't say it at all. He he referred to other three-eyed ravens when he talked about how the night king was trying to kill all of them over the course of, mm. of thousands of years but he doesn't t- like oh i'm not brain anymore i'm the three-eyed raven and he's like i don't know what that means." like he kind of <laughs> knows
0: that no one's gonna knows what the fuck that means I, you yeah, just gotten just, sick of saying it and everyone being like what what are you talking about like having a 30 minute conversation yeah,
1: i don't know what that means <laughs>
0: Um well and you know another interesting tidbit from that conversation um or you know it might have been that out of the pre the conversation uh to follow but we we figure out or we learn a little bit more about what the night king wants you know we we assume he just wanted to kill everybody but essentially he wants to kill bran he wants to kill the three-eyed raven which he's tried to do you know many times now because uh he can bring upon the eternal night like it, it'll just it, it'll they'll rule forever and it'll be winter forever and there's no opposing force to fight him back which presumably right. is what's happened every time that the night king or a night king has tried just what do you know you do, what the do the you past. do then
1: you're like okay everything's winter <laughs> everything's dead now what do know, we do fucking, oh we just
0: stand here and decompose very slowly go oh, hang out on the beaches at Volanta? who fucking knows like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem like the night king's a very big like recreational you know like, i don't see him jet skiing and in, how do you, in fucking marine you or something
1: yeah like there's a whole other continent that you can't get to like what's the fucking point
0: <laughs> well so but that somebody there was an interesting thing that somebody brought up uh, on twitter i think but like you know essentially um yara said you know we'll go back and take the iron islands because they can't uh su- the dead can't swim and we'll be safe there so you know obviously people pointed out maybe he could fly ice there or uh fly um ice dragon uh there but even beyond that we saw what happened at that scene last season where they're uh, where they're trapped on the stranded on the island where they're surrounded by water you know when the dead approach every all the water tends to freeze so eventually sure. if it te- yeah well if they take it, over the whole if continent it
1: permanent winter then i suppose after a while you could have like a ice like a, a ice a ice land bridge like from russia to alaska that they could walk across but that you know that's a long time that's like thousands of years but i and guess Rachel when Maddow, you
0: segments about how the night king yeah. is beholden to <laughs> north korea <laughs>
1: yeah I, I guess when you've got uh you know you never get tired and you got thousands of years you can wait for the the narrow sea to freeze completely so over. i mean
0: yeah we know what he wants we still don't know and i don't think we'll we may ever know why he wants it which is i think why you know the human characters and heroes and or anti-heroes slash villains well, are we know why a he, little more compelling. because he was
1: programmed to by the children of the forest who stuck that thing in the guy's chest and turned him into the thing they wanted a, a army of of the undead to kill
0: humans that's all they have ever known. It just seems like a dissatisfying motivation Other, You know, the fact like I, 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 that's probably the only. Well, the, I, I just. So the the I, I fire sword guy with, with one
1: hand, the episode where he's he's trying to like give Jon a pep coach and say, look, we're all going to die. Death is always going to be the victor, but we still have to fight it. Like, I think that's just yeah. really all this is The the White Walkers, the, the Night King, they're just supposed to be death. Right. And in every way they have to fight it, but they're still going to lose, which is kind of scary because so, it makes me think like, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to make it out of this. Well,
0: <laughs> well, I, yeah, certainly. I mean, they're, they're, we're going to lose a ton of and I'll get to that in the predi- in, in the predictions who I think we're going to end up losing. But the it's, it's it's just interesting because George Martin, George R, R. Martin said that um, has said in interviews before he doesn't like the idea of just you know good guy good versus evil like you know paint br- like paint by numbers kind of uh story arcs he thinks that all villains should have you know more deeper seated motivations and things like that now he could have just been talking generally about the human characters but it would seem to fly in the face of what he was saying if his ultimate villain in the story ends up being just sure. kind of a mindless right, evil well, zombie y- what's the but, i mean maybe He's what, not the main villain. Maybe he does, he ends up dying after this episode, you know, and then we, you know, who knows?
1: What's the motivation or the, the nuance to a, a character like the Grim Reaper? You know, it's, there's not like, oh, I was scorned by a lover and now I'm, you know, like, no, you're no, just, I just know, it's but... just literally, it is death. That's all it means. And I, I feel like they've never really... They've explained why they exist or how they, you know, the origin story, but it's very brief and doesn't really yeah exactly. yeah i mean it's possible or maybe just like a little bit more about like how it went so wrong and now it's this uncontrollable thing where they're not just killing humans but they're killing bears and uh dragons and like all these other forms of wildlife too to bring into their zombie army like clearly I I mean, clearly the children of the forest sort of admit like hey yeah we fucked up when we did that that was like <laughs> we didn't have an off switch yeah. in mind uh but it would be interesting to see kind of the sims kind of kind of transition of how it went from that thousands of years ago to where we are here
0: i, I just wonder what the fuck they've been doing like before the wall fell like up uh, up north for a thousand like where were they just like what is their daily life like just what does the white there. walker do on Why a just, daily? Stand, like, they there? just stand there all day like does he have like a house does, does the night king have a fucking house no. like I, I, I...
1: well it's it's like well, what is darth vader doing his free time
0: is he, what what does he do? Like does he take a vacation? Does he it's just Send his little fucking egg with his helmet yeah, off, a
1: little, little t- tank thing? Yeah, it's like what do you have a giant fucking lava mountain fortress for? Like what do you do all fucking day in there? Like brooding can't you can't be brooding all the time?
0: You well, got to be have fair, some that was hobbies. Actually- the, uh, the, the that was a planet that the trade dispute was happening on and he was actually going there to kill them off to resolve the trade yeah, well, dispute the, the 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 super ethnic uh super ethnically uh charged uh characters that had like really like racist fucking accents. Remember the like right. the gung or not the gungans where the fuck are Yeah, and and that's but, um, you know
1: that that's always been there but um but everyone everyone has said like oh that's such a dumb way to start the Star Wars and it's like are you kidding embargoes are like basically how every fucking war starts is <laughs> because one country says like right now Pompeo sanctions. said yeah. uh, said that um we're going to basically put sanctions on any country that buys oil from Iran like that that's going to put them in a position where they are going like they're not going to allow that right like if you if you that's like putting an economic siege on one of the yeah. biggest oil producers in the world um that they're not going to allow that so
0: yeah of course well so i mean and you know the, the the prequels had issues not related to the plotting it's certainly you know george lucas is not the greatest director of like romantic you know <laughs> storylines and or emotional scenes but that's a whole not- i mean i i think you you don't cast hayden christensen in that role that that series might have been redeemable but that's a whole nother eh, conversation
1: he's good without dialogue he's good when he shuts up but uh <laughs>
0: You know, unfortunately, it's, it's, we're
1: we're sort of used to there being a reason. You know, like oh, this turned this thing turned into that thing turned into this thing, and that's how we got to this war. And the the White Walkers sort of defy that logic. That sometimes sure. something in this world as rich and complex as as is can just be pure evil. And you realize that even even the the worst villains we have in the show are not as bad as just pure death. Well, so that's
0: what, but that's what i'm curious about whether or not that means that we are going to see them if not vanquished at least push back to the point where we will see just a a human struggle at the end of the series because it it, to me it's not as compelling like it's going to be an amazing epic spectacle to watch you know next week watch john and brianne and all these people take on a fucking army of the dead and all this crazy fucking action and you know longest battle filmed in movie or television history but uh, for a show that's been so rich in characterization so rich in character development i want the end game to really involve the human characters even if it's like sure. the ones we don't like you know what i mean like so i, I Again, we might. I mean, but you know, we'll, we'll say We'll save maybe some of that, the rest of that for predictions. But I, I think there's an interesting. Well, I'll save it for predictions. I'll All go, right. We'll, All we'll right. Sounds good. Later. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So we get the brand and Jamie scene. Uh. Jamie kind of casually mentions to Tyrion that the Cersei pregnancy was real. So I don't know if that actually puts it to bed, but it, it's just a weird aside. If it's
1: yeah, I I think he's just naive as his brother is in thinking that that it's it's he's like oh yeah that's real it's like no I don't think so I don't think it's real for one <laughs> for one okay like it's been at least a couple months in the since the at least two months if not three since the end of the last season in in like real chronological time she'd be showing by now right and she's also drinking wine again which to, like. If she, I don't know that she even cares that much. She might have just not done I was about to, say, to be fair, sure,
0: medical science and Westeros, who I don't know that yeah. they were...
1: Um, but um but, well, but
0: also there's that thing with euron where he's like i'm gonna put a baby in you and she kind of gives him like gives that far away stare off look like oh too late like you know like th- that seemed to be the implication of that's that, that right. look at least. You know? or
1: she was thinking well maybe i can just pretend it's his and he won't know any better but it's like you know this is this is two well, that's, months that's difference thought, like, yeah. like oh his baby's full grown it's only been you know what seven months I, yeah, I don't know it, that it's hard super to sell, important, especially one with, way or the with other. you know, everyone just assumes that she really did order her brothers killed, and I, I'm pretty sure that that's not the case, because they had these two very pivotal emotional moments where you think she's about to kill both of her brothers, and very clearly she can't bring herself to do it, because I think more than anything, she just, her idea of the Lannisters as a, like, you don't kill your family you you don't do anything even if you're estranged and you go and like work for an an enemy as the the hand to the the queen of your enemy it's just like you just don't do that it and it's like a, a thing i think she got from her father where you don't do anything to hurt the family unit as a whole even if you do
0: things that are harmful to each other as individuals so i i we had that conversation a while ago and i was thinking about it and the and i was actually reading about the maggie the frog Prophecy from the beginning of the series, right? So, you know, Maggie the Frog at the beginning of the series prophesizes that Cersei will have three kids and they'll all die, you know, that three will be their what something, and then three will be their shrouds, whatever. So, um all that shit has come true that Maggie the Frog has predicted so far, right? And in the in the show, it kind of ends with them talking about how she's gonna all she's gonna have three kids to grow up to rule and then that they're all gonna die. In the books, it goes further to say, uh, and then when you're drowning in your sorrows all alone, something to that effect, uh, you know, the hands of the valencar will will, will wrap uh, around your neck. And ba- basically, you're going to get choked to death by the valencar which in Valerian means little brother. Now, people have theorized that that could be just literal meaning, like, her little brother, which both Tyrion and Jaime are her little brother, technically, because she popped out a few minutes before Jaime, and Tyrion is, of course, her little brother, you know? But, and the other thing people theorize is that could mean somebody else altogether who is a little brother. Could mean the Hound, because he's the little brother of the mountain. Now, it, it makes a lot more narrative sense for it to be one of her brothers, so you know it's it's operating on the people are operating the theory that you know maybe since jamie left and she's now drowning in her sorrows all by herself she's concerned that one of them is going to come back and strangle her to death because everything else maggie the frog has said has come true so far well Um, i mean i can can definitely see
1: that playing out through either some deliberate force or some accidental thing where it's like so there's some misunderstanding and somebody plays somebody against the other. And then, you know, you know, cause like all these things that people think about each other end up not being true. You know, like a, a lot of Westerns do that thing. Uh, Unforgiven well, where like, the, the good guys and the bad guys have heard things about each other that aren't true and they're both good and bad, but they're not to the extent that they've been led to believe, you know? Um, so yeah, I can definitely, she's see got something something real- I just, you know, if, if Bran thinks I think they're already setting this up where Bran thinks that Cersei ordered that. And if he gets to, to, to them, to the brothers and says, well, your sister ordered me to do this. Even if she didn't do it, they might believe that she did. Right. So they're going to be even more vindictive against her when they come after her. And it might be just something where it was like, you know, it was just Kyburn that set it up. Right. For his own reason.
0: There's also, there's also a small possibility that they wanted to write Braun off the show and that literally because it, it was so i thought it was weird that kyburn was like here's a wagon full of four times the gold that your my that uh cersei's brother offered you waiting outside for you why don't you go take it and go kill your two best friends like if i'm bron i just like all right fuck off dude like i'm just gonna take this money and run like it, it seemed right. like a really stupid strategy to just give him all the money up you never pay a fucking mercenary up front no no it. Well,
1: and it, and it did seem just kind of a, like opportunism, like Kyburn is glad those her brothers are gone, but he's been close enough to her to see that like she can't kill them, which means they have a huge amount of power over her and he doesn't want them to come back and have that power over her. Right. So he wants Maybe them he figures, taken out of yeah. the picture. Uh, no matter what, because he's afraid they won't, co- they will come back. He's he's like, well, they're not likely to r- survive their northern adventure. Like he's, he's, he's probably or, very afraid yeah. they're going to survive their northern adventure and come back and he's going to have hell to pay. So he wants to take them out because he knows that those are the only two men that Cersei couldn't bring herself to kill.
0: Or simply, I mean, the other thing I, I just occurred to me is maybe, you know, he just knows that Bronn in the past has helped sneak Tyrion in to the city. And he's, and he's thinking like, you know, he's probably not going to go kill them if I give him money, but at least maybe this will get rid of him for good. And he won't be around to help them sneak back into the city, you know, to get a one-on-one meeting with Cersei again. Right, so maybe he's he been, figures just he's get him off the, the board that way. Kind of the Night's Guard forever. So, you know, every little last uh, passage yeah. in and out too. So, yeah. So, you know, that Tyrion, Jamie scene we get, which was really, I, I, you know, it's, it's nice to see them kind of back on speaking terms with each other um uh and you know Tyrion's talking to Jamie and then he just kind of fucking wanders away like mid-conversation uh because he's he's making eyes at Brienne uh which was a, you know a good a good bit of foreshadowing for what was to come later but I think it's also kind of uh, this show has definitely done a it's made an effort to be fan service-y, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think a lot of people have been using that as a criticism of the show, but it's also like, it feels like very earned fan service. You know, when you build these characters up for like a decade, essentially, I think if you're building towards a conclusion that the fans want to see, you know, I don't think fan service is necessarily a fair criticism when it's, Earned now, if this came out of fucking left field and we'd never had been given hints to these these sorts of pairings and these sorts of interests between two characters, then you could say maybe, oh, that's fan servicey or fanfic, whatever. But, right, I don't well, I really imagine don't know. I watching, done the work, less, you know,
1: imagine watching last night's episode as the first episode of Game of Thrones you ever watched. You have all of these like really syrupy emotional moments that we would just like, watch sure. it and go, why is this show good? Why does anyone like this? It's because they earned it and they took years to get here and they only hinted at things that when you finally get the payoff, it's like, oh my God, it's finally happening. Or like, oh my God, these people are finally reconnecting or, you know, it's like, here's, that they both didn't understand something about each other until this moment right now, the effect they had on each other. Right. And th- those are, those are things that you have to set up over an achingly long time to feel like you've been denied that as an audience so that when you get it. You, you get overwhelmed with emotion by even just the slightest thing where somebody who would yeah. watch the show wouldn't know that they wouldn't get that.
0: Yeah. Like I, I watched it with, you know, with my fiance and she looked at me like I was a crazy person several times where like I started getting, you know, emotional and I'm like, cause yeah, like you said on the surface, if you've never seen the show before, you're like, what the, f- what, this is fucking lame. Like, what are you, what, what are you getting so like worked up yeah. over? Nobody like, got you know. killed or
1: speared or like nothing happened. Um, Not a single person. There was no battle it's, scenes. There was nothing. No zombies got stabbed. Like on the walking dead, they have to do it every episode. And it's just like, okay, come on. Like, you, can you just, but like there's just so many episode where you don't have to stab a fucking zombie.
0: And it's some. it usually it's so benign just to get the quote in where like, there'll be like a zombie trapped in a fence and someone will walk by or, like Rick will just walk by and like stab it in the skull and keep, you know, <laughs> I know. And it's just realized
1: like there's, you're not afraid of anything. And then some, something big happens. You're like, oh, now we have to not grieve. And then five episodes <laughs> later, we'll have a scene where they break down crying because they forgot to grieve for so long. It's just like, come on.
0: Well, that's but, and, and I think I've talked about that on the preview cast, but that's what separates the show like Walking Dead from Game of Thrones. As much as I've enjoyed, you know, seasons of Walking Dead and like, you know, periods of Walking Dead, it's just a show that's trying to be super broad, despite the fact that it had really artsy, well-written beginning. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it doesn't have an end point, whereas a show like Game of Thrones has this really specific story that it's trying to tell. And everything they do is in service of the ending. And it's not going to be changed by like fan backlash or fan response. It's just, this is a story and we're going to find out, you know, in real time along with everybody. And that's why yeah. a show like game of Thrones lasts. Whereas walking dead, you know, people still watch it and it still has its moments, but it's certainly fallen off from the height of, you know, being the most popular show on television.
1: Well, you know, it, it's, we got a great episode. That's just those, um, Sort of pay off emotional moments because we kind of know like here's a bunch of these people might die or maybe only a couple die who knows maybe none of, none of them principal characters die I, I lean towards a lot but yeah it could go either way you're right there's but still I lean towards half a lot. season left after this you know and it's just if you end it if you kill so many people off then people are going to feel bereft at the end even if they win right they they want to see those victory moments it's not going to be i don't think it'll be like lord of the rings or oh look we all came home together oh, uh super sad. You know, turns out the the
0: real it's gonna be bittersweet probably. no matter what <laughs> <laughs> it was the friends we made along exactly. the way exactly yeah. uh but no I, and i think george martin's even himself said the ending is bittersweet so i mean we're gonna lose some characters that that we love that are on the show right now like you know mm. like this whole crew that, like, especially like of the mains, like you know, Jamie, John, Daenerys, Tyrion, Jorah, like that, they're not all going to make it. Like we, we, you know, and we'll we'll talk about maybe who we think individually is going to make it through this next episode and who's going to make it to the end. But it, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be definitely. A, a, this episode wasn't just for nothing. Like they, they it, a lot of things in this episode felt like a goodbye to these characters that we've lived with now for almost a decade. Right.
1: And it's also the first time these last two episodes, the first time that some of these actors have ever been in this, had more than one Crazy. scene together. You know, a lot of these actors only had one scene together at the very beginning and then went their separate ways. And you know, these last couple of seasons are the only time you've had um, John and area. Or John I'm sorry, John and Sansa back together. And then only recently, uh, Sansa and Arya And then just very and recently, and I, all, yeah. all three of them at the same time. Right. So, you know, that these, it's like now that we've reunited, we've kind of closed those arcs. You know, like we're now that they're all back together, they've got one big fight left together that we need to see to show them all function as a reunited super group right? They all, yeah. they weren't much to begin with, but it's these, the kids that are leading the world uh, and are growing into adult, young adulthood, leading this world and changing the world, uh, breaking the wheel. Um, and, and you know, but they're still very steeped in the, the the traditions of their houses while also breaking those traditions. Like nobody ever accuses Game of Thrones of being like an, a, an, a social justice warrior type show, But it very much is those things, not in like the shitty, you know, like ID poll kind of sense, but in the very much like, yes, we should change things for the better. We should, you know, get rid of the idea that uh, only uh, a man can be a knight. We should um, challenge some of those ideas. Not every single one of them. There's still some tradition. There's still some chivalry. Uh, But, you know, the, the show has a lot of right wing followers, too who don't pick up on the same things we do they just want to see uh titties and swords and dragons and that's you
0: know those are the same people that hate the fact that ray's a fucking you know the main character of the new star wars like there are people that watch all these big popular shows that watch it for different reasons you know i talked about like the pop the kind of pop fans who just want fucking yeah like you said tits and dragons and blood and swords and like they don't understand the deeper character motivations and all these things that make us care for these characters and want to see them well, survive till the end i
1: mean that that leads us into the the you know the big scene that everyone was talking about in in uh in the episode i don't know if we're quite we're there, the we're there we're not but, there yeah we gotta but just i to, gotta
0: steam through some of these because we got a huge chunk of scenes before that <laughs> all, right, all right Well, all right let's uh yeah let's let's i, I want to go through these a little quicker so all right so you know we have that scene with jamie and Brienne. uh we get that great moment where jamie basically was like you know i'd be honored to serve alongside of you Uh, And she doesn't give him an answer, but I think we were to assume, especially after what happens later, that she's going to be like, yeah, of course you could serve, you know, alongside, you could serve under my command. Uh, And we get that uh, scene right after that with Daenerys and Jorah, where Jorah essentially, uh, you know, really further cements his kind of redemption by committing the selfless act of, of, you know saying to Daenerys like look you know just give him another give Tyrion another chance like he's he really is you know the best person to serve you as the hand of the king because Jorah easily could have been like yeah man fuck that guy you know <laughs> you, you can't trust him he's a Lannister like you can make me the hand I you know you can trust me I'm devoted to you you're my Khaleesi yada yada but that was that was I, I think furthering that that his kind of redemption as a as a person on this show was was another selfless moment of Jorah and then you know which leads him into saying hey there's one other thing you got to go do uh implying that you know he was like hey go make nice with sansa um and then we get a very interesting scene between danny and sansa uh that actually kind of started off really nice and really kind of reaffirmed a lot of the things that i like about danny and like a lot of the things that you know. a lot of the things that made her a, a more humble and, and uh, relatable character. But then right at the end, it, it's like right back to that kind of, uh, you know, I think the show and, and I thought I was crazy and I thought this was a hot take, but apparently it's not as hot of a take as I thought it was. Cause a lot of people tend to agree. Uh, the show is very not subtly teasing that Daenerys basically teasing a Daenerys heel turn teasing that she's uh her 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 worst instincts are going to win out is what the show is at least made like trying to lead us towards right what do you that's what I what do
1: you think would make her make that final ultimate turn to the to the dark side there
0: well I so you know partly in that scene when Sansa at the end was like well you know what are the north and she's like well what do you mean and she was like you know well we aren't gonna bout anyone and then she fucking yanks her hand back and she gives her that look of like are you fucking kidding me like i thought we were like you know she she still can't stand anyone not bending the knee to her and i think it's it's really grating on a lot of people not just me where it's like she she there's this real at first it was like yeah we love her she's like the breaker of chains. she's freeing all these slaves she's trying to you know uh, make westeros you know take westeros back from these these uh you know worthless kings and queens who have ruled it and turn it into a better place but it's really becoming a no this is my throne this i'm entitled to this throne Anyone that challenges me, even if I know they're a good person and they have good intentions yeah. and they just want to protect. You see people, the you definitely see Hillary off.
1: Clinton coming out a little bit.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just the way she's playing it as an well, actress. Well, it's
1: but. been her whole identity for a long time. It's been her struggle for a long time. And she's made allies that now don't necessarily care about that or recognize it. And she's like, well, what good are you to me if you're not trying to get me on that throne? and it's like have you noticed the much bigger problem we have (laughs) you know when she says well I'm here because I love your brother I love John it's like did you see the huge fucking, did you forget the huge horde of, of, of walkers that kills your dragon? Like that's thought <laughs> that was the thing that convinced yeah, you Yeah, it's like you're there here. to
0: save the fucking kingdom, like, so yeah. it doesn't, you're not ruling over ashes. Like, well, um, maybe,
1: maybe you should be like, think about it a different way uh, here, Danny, that uh, what about the north? It's like, what about the north? I'm here to fucking save your asses. Like, maybe you could have a little bit of grace for that, that I'm here risking everything that I've or- done to, to kind of uh, make sure you don't all get wiped off the map.
0: Or just say, look, you know, Wester uh Winterfell's part of the Seven Kingdoms. I, I, I'll let you, I'll let you rule the rule uh, uh, Winterfell with autonomy, as long as you pledge to stand by me in any battles and things like. It. She, she kind of makes a similar arrangement to what I'm describing with with Yara about the 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 uh, Iron Islands. Like she, she's not like, you know, you're going to serve me blind. Like she kind of gives her autonomy, if I remember yeah. correctly, in that meeting last year. So I don't know why she couldn't have just said that and like smoothed over. You'd think so, you know. You'd the be whole. like,
1: well, what about the North? You're the Lady of Winterfell. You're the Lady of the North. So there you go. Like yeah. we're, I'm not not worried about that. But no, she can't. She's just like, err. You need to. Yeah, she's like, no, it's mine. Fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah. about- That's why it's like she's really just turning me off to her as as an option to sit on the Iron Throne because she's really giving off these major Hillary Clinton like it's mine. How dare you stand in my way? This is my fucking seat. Right. You know she even and she even says in that scene to, like you know sansa asked her like what do you want she's like to sit on the iron throne so you know we talk about a lot on this show especially in the preview and then it i think it's just become a general fan uh assumption and i'm guilty of making it myself that when daenerys talked about you know breaking the wheel it was like well i'm going to stop this endless cycle of kings and queens i'm going to try to bring some equity to the people, you know. We, we, I think, we a lot of us, especially the, the leftist-minded Game of Thrones viewer, Game of Thrones viewers, were like, "Well, she's kind of maybe talking about like a proto-democratic system or some kind of a parliamentary government or something other than just a monarchic rules." So like, a, you know, it didn't seem like she was referring to a benevolent dictatorship. But you know, I went back and actually looked up the text from that scene and I, I just want to read it for the audience because i i think it's uh, it, it might still be what we think it is and she might need to just be reminded of that but i i i, I kind of take a different i i take a different uh, well just reading on we'll, it after we'll, reading yeah. it yeah. <laughs> it's uh so she says uh lannister targaryen baratheon stark tyrell they're all just spokes on a wheel Uh, and that this one's on top and then that one's on top and then on and on it spins uh, crushing those on the ground and then Tyrion says uh, it's a beautiful dream stopping the wheel you're not the first person who's ever dreamt it and then she says I'm not going to stop the wheel I'm going to break the wheel so again we assume that you know she meant some kind of a, a different system of governance but a lot of people point out she might have just meant she's going to kill every other fucking house off and then just leave, right. leave herself as the sole
1: heir. And and she even, when she's on top, when she's the spoke on top, there,
0: she'll make sure there's no
1: more wheel to ever push her off being on top. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And she even has that conversation with Tyrion last season where he's like, we should discuss the line of succession. And she's like, after I'm sitting on the throne, basically being like, I don't give a fuck who, you know, I, it, it, like right. there's. I'm gonna weld myself uh, to this
1: fucking throne. Hey, no, nobody's gonna take my body <laughs> off this throne. Uh,
0: Daenerys is just like a greenpeace activist. She chains herself to the iron throne. I'm not leaving. Uh, I don't care. To have the, you can get have the dragons and down,
1: so there's no more fucking iron throne. Never for nobody.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually did a poll on Twitter because I was curious if if maybe I was the only one who thought this. And I my first question was uh, who would be the best leader of Westeros by the end of Game of Thrones? And I might the categories were Daenerys, John. Cersei or someone else. Uh and poll results are as follows. John uh running away with it like Bernie Sanders with fifty three percent, uh someone else in second place at twenty eight percent. I don't know who the fuck people think is gonna rule other than those three, but we can get into that. Uh Daenerys at fifteen percent to John's fifty three percent and Cersei at four percent, which is probably like <laughs> just a joke vote at this point. Like I don't think anyone thinks Cersei would be a better ruler than either Daenerys or John.
1: guess who I voted for.
0: <laughs> you probably voted for Cersei, but but do you genuinely think he, she'd be better leader than John or even Daenerys? Uh, not
1: at All this point. Not at this point. I think she was <laughs> she was decent when she was qu- queen regent, um, and then sure. she started to, like under
0: when Robert was alive. You mean no?
1: Like, but between the time that Robert died and the time that Joffrey became uh, king, mm, was that, yeah, she yeah. was like the sure. interim queen, and she was pretty decent then. It was only when Joffrey became uh king and he was about to get married and she was you know got got a little started like okay my my monster son is the king and i can't control him but you know to an extent but at least no one else controls him like that's where she was okay but then when her younger son is like suddenly very manipulable by other women that she can't handle that she starts making like all (laughs) kinds of fucking proactive mistakes that end up biting her you know uh coming so, back to her uh, then then that's when yeah. she really when she goes through the whole fucking walk of shame that's when she really does start to uh become far more vengeful and, and take pleasure from hurting other people who you know clearly took pleasure mm-hmm. in hurting her but uh, you know the the it, it go was it went past the it's point affected her being of, though exactly sure. where she's now making more and more mistakes that will ultimately you know Macbeth.
0: No, I, th- I think that was that was a bit of her supervillain origin. You know, like it, the, 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 a lot of supervillains have not so evil beginnings, and you know, an, or a tragic origin, and then you know, it drives them fucking insane, and then from then on, they don't make rational decisions, and it leads to their downfall or their you know, getting punched in the face by Batman or exactly. whatever.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so when I say that she's not um, evil, but her actions have mostly been justified, it's it's through that lens that I see. Yeah.
0: I, well, and I, th- I don't think anyone's purely evil on the show outside of like the White Walkers, but, or maybe Ram. I don't think Ramsey really had too many redeeming qualities or Josh, no, for that pure, matter, pure but. evil. I think Joffrey but, at least um, uh,
1: pretended that he wasn't evil whereas Ramsay completely
0: embraced it and was like that's I'm just yeah. who,
1: it's who I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time I think of Ramsey, I just think of that gif of him holding the sausage. in, front, in front oh, of the, um, Yeah, I mean that's so that's what bloody. he still
1: you still didn't realize how evil. I think well, he delighted in that and that it's was- funny.
0: I know, but that, that whole season really fucking... I don't know if I could watch that again. That really just... That, I, I get very disturbed by, like, very visceral depictions of torture. Cause, yeah.
1: Cause yeah, me too. Well, I think that you eventually you see that Theon kind of comes out of it. So when you see it again now, it's not quite as bad. Sure. But there is, there's one... I just
0: remember it going on forever, though.
1: Right. There's another torture scene, essentially, ostensibly a torture scene... <clears throat> That is that's the the Joffrey torture scene that reads is way more disturbing now. Um, when you see kind of the end result and people don't remember it because it's so fucking fucked up. Shay, no, no, not with Shay. It's a different scene. We'll talk about it maybe on another time. But it's just we mentioned it briefly before. It's just it's like I forgot about this scene and I went back and watched it. Was like oh. This puts Joffrey on a level like maybe even worse than than Ramsay Bolton uh, in
0: mm-hmm. some ways. But it's again, it's, oh, it's so early
1: on in the show. People don't remember it.
0: Yeah. Um, so I did a follow up also to that poll. Uh, opinions on Daenerys's intentions for how Westeros will be ruled after she takes power. Uh, this, These are the three categories. Wants to bring democracy. Zero uh, percent. <laughs> uh, no longer wants that. 13 percent never wanted that 87 percent so there's i I still lean towards no longer wants that but there's a good chunk of people who i think maybe think like she never meant that in the first place she was just saying she wanted to crush all of her enemies you know from the beginning but you know who ultimately knows but that to me really colors the way i view wanting to see her sit on the iron throne and i don't think I don't think, and I phrased it better to somebody earlier when I was just kind of saying it off the cuff. But essentially, like those who think they're owed power aren't virtuous enough to hold power and hold it, you know, benevolent.
1: No, I, you know, the, the only leader should be people that are extremely begrudgingly sort of reluctant. Yeah, exactly. Into it. Like Bernie Sanders is definitely like a oh, begrudging, like, well, I guess, uh, like, well, I guess if nobody else, else is going to be- do this. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it uh you know yeah Jon Snow there there was that um that meme I posted of the it's like all the police cars chasing OJ and each police car is labeled with a, <laughs> with a different title that Jon Snow has held that he's like wanted to get away he's from he's running away from yeah like <laughs> Warden of the North Lord yeah. Commander uh the the, the King the in the, the North promised Prince King in the North like every one of them he's trying to get away from mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's like I don't yeah. think he's gonna want to Sit on the throne, but I think that you know if, if yeah he didn't. when you talk about like the things that could twist Danny to the point where she just goes fucking crazy, I think it could either be two extremes possibly where either John's like oh yeah I actually do want to be king, uh to fulfill this promise that I've been told even though I don't really want to be king it's like here we are, or yeah. he gets killed by Cersei and Danny goes berserk and just fucking levels the whole whole fucking
0: place so the only thing with that though is then who do we fucking root for like you know like if john's gone and she heel turns it's like we don't want any of these fucking people to sit on the iron throne no i want the only reason i would want john to sit on the iron throne is because i think he would be benevolent he would be he would give all the kingdoms autonomy in 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 a perfect world you know what i mean like yeah because because he's um,
1: um well there's there's a few things that are sort of um previewed there that that scene we're still sort of talking about the scene still where Varys basically says you know we're uh they're they're talking about the idea that what if we had a benevolent queen and a benevolent Mm -hmm. king and various kind of honestly says you know yeah but good things don't ever last (laughs) so he's got a very negative view of the two of them together for some reason
0: yeah i i i think and you know it it it's telling that he's also one of the smarter characters on the show and that he's he doesn't have that kind of Pollyannaish view of like well you know of course John and Daniel get married and they'll rule benevolently and everything will be great it's yeah. like nah, that's probably not gonna happen various like, as much various as- has
1: also never been wrong once about anything And he doesn't make
0: bold predictions.
1: He doesn't like broadcast like, "Oh, here's my plan for this," and then it falls apart the way that Tyrion's done.
0: Paris always stands pat on sixteen. Never fucking hits it on sixteen. He's a very cautious, (laughs) very cautious guy. Yeah,
1: he just he sees everything for what it is, and he he's not like trying to constantly push an agenda. He's very very gently pushing things in a certain direction, but he's not like, "Oh, hey, here's my new plot for this." It doesn't operate that way, essentially
0: so uh that scene ends and and this is another criticism people out of the episode because there was a lot of uh really tv-ish moments where it was like right about to have some kind of the big conversation and then it was like oh you need to get pulled away for this seemingly important thing that's not really that important like did sansa and and danny really need to stop talking to go see fucking theon like come on (laughs) but you know that it, it was fine it, it it got to the next scene but yeah it, it just felt very tropey you, you know? don't
1: think that the the theon would be made to wait for a while while the the, yeah. the queen like, fucking wait like and here comes the fucking dickless wonder and like this is what we have to bring up to break up the conversation it's for. like
0: it's like you fucking let her get raped dude you could wait five fucking minutes till i she didn't let her he couldn't fucking
1: do anything about it he saved her but still i think that um
0: you know what I mean he could have fucking waited she could have told
1: I mean she might have said like hey here's my list of VIPs that if they come here interrupt interrupt <laughs> me no matter who I'm talking to but yeah
0: the- Theon does not seem like you would make that list <laughs>
1: well you know he, he maybe, maybe Sansa's list but, I don't know You know, but we haven't seen what she's never she's not like, oh, hey, I here's here's me staring longingly at a picture of Theon. We don't know how she's thought about him after all this time, because from the time he left her, she's still changed into a more, you know, a less of a damsel in distress. And you see her very quickly change. She like totally breaks down in that moment. Yeah. Because here's this guy that she's been through this trauma with that no one else at Winterfell knows about for the most part
0: yeah yeah I, I i'm curious to see how they're gonna how his final redemption like because the, the fan base apparently is very split on whether or not they forgive Tyr uh forgive theon for everything he's done you know in the series and i and i don't even really know how i feel i've never been a huge fan of the Greyjoys in general i i think they distract from the main story but i i i get why they're there and like i hope Tyrion has like a really heroic final act whether it be Probably this week, considering he's like the lamest duck of all time, fucking guarding Bran at the Weirwood tree. <laughs> well, um, he's he's
1: been on a path of redemption for a while. Um, yeah. Just uh, killing the guy that didn't want to go save his sister <laughs> with the rock was kind of just like, eh, okay. He wasn't really a bad a guy. He just thought you were weak. And the rest of the guys are like, all right, whatever. Like a dick, yeah. It was like, okay, like at least he tried to fight back for once in a long time. But then when he when he rescues his sister, it's like he's kind of in an assassin mode. They don't waste any time with him wondering, "Oh, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it?" He, you just mm-hmm. see these guys just arrows to the heads, just pip pip pip, dead. Sister rescued. Like, okay, that was okay. Here's the here's the guy we knew from a long time ago that really did have confidence, and um, you know. And then again, you see him with with Sansa, and he's um, able to be emotionally open with her so you feel like he's maybe a more whole person um you yeah. know but i also just don't care about his character that much you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the thing it's like I, I i'm just i'm trying so hard to care about the fucking great choice so i just can't do it i don't know but uh but we'll see i mean we'll see what happens uh <laughs> i love when tormund first saw john again like i didn't even think there's so many little reunions that you don't even think about but like tormund hasn't seen john and in, in, you know since the thing north of the wall and he goes oh my little crow like that was oh, just a you really funny tackles little. tackles into uh,
1: the ground too <laughs> total, kind of a uh, um a jump scare from uh or terminology
0: yeah so then we get uh you know scenes of brand sitting near the fire and people slowly kind of coming um and, and you know sitting with him and that that's where he kind of reveals that you know the night king basically wants to kill him because he's the memory of the world and if he kills him you know he erases i i don't know if he was implying he essentially erases time because i mean we, we you know we we've seen the yeah fred raven manipulate a time in a lot of say, ways you know
1: without me history doesn't exist it's like we we, we yeah, wrote like, a lot dude. of
0: books kid you might want to fucking check your <laughs> ego but um so i don't know i mean but i think the more pressing thing is like who won't have any kind of yin to his yang the night king and he'll just be able to rule over the living you know uh, yeah but so yeah. But that scene is great because it leads to this kind of little mini powwow between all these great characters sitting around the fire, and you know you get Jamie and Tyrion, Brienne, Davos, Tormund, Podrick, um, and you know I, we get in that scene one of my favorite moments in the history of the series. It was just a Tricking really the, emotional moment. The where- alcoholic milk out of the
1: huge uh, ram's horn. <laughs>
0: yeah oh uh, yeah by the way before that we get that great torment story about why he's called uh Bane, uh-huh. <laughs> where he's like basically because he 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 he, he he was nursed by like a, a, a female giant for the first three months of right. his life or like when he was, a Which of kid. course, none of that
1: is true. He just thinks it's like sort of funny if he tells but the a great
0: isn't around to tell him he's a fucking dumbass. Like, cause that's what she used to do when she was around. Right. Remember a would always be like, shut up. Like you did not. Oh, like, I know.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just, it's funny. Cause he thinks that, that Brienne is like some big hulking warrior, wildling type that would, that would be at least not, not impressed, but amused by the story not yeah. realizing that she's just steeped in this nobility and all this, this tradition. And she's just like, what the fuck is this guy? And he, he, he doesn't pick up lunk. on it. He's he like just a- does not pick up on her disgust <laughs> or anyone else's disgust or he does. And just doesn't care. You know, just he's, he's,
0: but that's why we love him. I mean, he's, he's a lovable lunk, but you know, I, 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 do, I do not get at all. People who are trying to ship him with like Brienne. I'm like, no, come on. She's got to end up with Jamie. Like he's, He's a fucking buffoon. They transition the
1: scene too because he he totally like blows his wad badly, yeah. And but he still keeps going for it, and Jamie picks up on it obviously. And he's just like, hey, guess what? I can do that you can't. That she's gonna be fucking blown away by in this moment, and you know you you kind of that, (laughs) yeah.
0: But that moment, I want to talk about that moment because I thought that was really the culmination of jamie's redemption and you know he's 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 really been a good character for a long time now but i thought that was the kind of final nail in the i'm fighting for the good guys now kind of you know uh, coffin whatever you want to call it where there was that real like uh, he he, it, it he you could tell he came to it in that moment like he was like oh wait i can fucking knight her like this is this is the thing she wants the most in the world and she's kind of he knows that cuz of all the time he spent with her she's right. basically you know said that to him and and he's like oh my god i could do this for her. this amazing well, thing for this person the, that's the weird so thing about it me. it doesn't
1: really mean anything it's just a meaningless title and like thorman says fuck tradition yeah it doesn't in this moment but it, it means doesn't everything mean anything, anything. but it's it's still it's like here's this this divine power like if you're a knight you're basically like god has chosen you to be a warrior mm-hmm. Right. And it, it has this, you know, historically in our culture has a very religious signification with that. Um, but here they kind of twist it where it doesn't make any mention of God, but it makes mention of a father. Right. Uh, oh, and ultimately, it's just the formality of it. And you realize that Jamie has this power to give it to her with tradition um and but it's still it's like it's just a purely ceremonial thing and you're right though the the real meaning though is what it means to her because first she's kind of like ah eh, no it doesn't mean anything and then by the end of it we're all crying and she's got this huge grin on her face and it's the first time you've ever seen her character smile ever on the entire fucking series
0: and you could tell Jamie, like, I mean, and Nicholas Coster, Waldo, whatever you pronounce his name, just did a great fucking job in that scene. Cause even when he reaches for his sword, you could see his hand like really like tense up around it before he pulls it out. Like he really, he played up the emotion. Of oh, you didn't want to right? chop her. ear off like,
1: on accident. You want to be really careful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I, you know what I mean? Like he he, uh, right. he, he, you could, he, he really played the emotion of that scene. Cause he really like it genuinely touched him to be able to do that for her. So, you know, it was really a nice moment, and it probably means that we're gonna lose one of them next week, which I really yeah. would.
1: hate to I don't see. think either one of them are gonna go down. They're they're too much of a, they're too good as survivors. Um, but isn't it isn't it when he says it, somebody says, "Is that true?" Like they're not quite sure if that's true, and he just yeah. I think then I, he just I, says, "Let's find out," and he starts to do it. <laughs> where it's kind of like yeah. uh, we assume that he, as a knight, he knows the words and knows it's true that a knight can knight another knight. But we don't really know those rules because we've never really seen somebody get knighted before, um, so we're kind of like, I don't know, is that the rule? Like, we no one else in that room knows. <laughs> seems to know they just go along with it. So yeah. maybe he did just make it up. But who cares? Because it's it's this really hugely powerful moment. I would argue the most powerful moment in the episode. Um, if not maybe the most talked about as the other one one. of
0: the most in the series, I I would say, honestly. Um, So in that same scene, we also get uh, Podrick's uh, lovely singing voice, Uh, and he sings Uh, by the way when they were going around the room being like hey anyone uh, know any songs i was like oh my god are they gonna fucking sing the bear and the maiden fair like i was like waiting for jamie or Brian to start singing the bear and the maiden oh the way they they
1: did it i knew it was gonna be podrick because the the squires are the only guys that can like sing in a you know a a sweetly uh high-pitched voice (laughs) without being too weird you know like
0: it's too bad they killed off Ed Sheeran. They could have had him fucking. Oh, he's not dead. He, join he's Jimmy not dead. He
1: just doesn't have any eyelids.
0: Or they ripped his eyes? Yeah,
1: they just got to give him like water drops every five minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Um, Imagine being so, ginger but, yeah, and, and that... then
1: getting burned by a dragon. Like how red you would be. You'd be the reddest fucking ginger <laughs> in the world.
0: Poor Ed Sheeran. Um, but yeah, uh, so Podrick sings that song. It's called Jenny's Song, and it's actually from the books, and it has a lot of significance because. It's about um, <clears throat> Jenny of Oldstones, who was the love of Duncan Targaryen's life. And Duncan famously gave up his claim to the Iron Throne. This is years before um, to be with Jenny. And it was considered like this you know horrible act. He betrayed his house. He gave up. And that's actually what led to Aerys II, aka the Mad King, getting power because Duncan gave up his claim so the interesting thing about that is people are saying well that's clearly referencing one of either Daenerys and or Jon potentially giving up their claim for love you know it's certainly thematically leading towards that now whether that actually happens or not or if that's a head fake but it's a it's an interesting song choice because you know it's something that comes from one of the older books I think it might even be one of those like uh, you know in-universe, but not in the main series books that Martin writes mm-hmm. instead of finishing the fucking series. Um, and I mean, so that's an interesting I side. I didn't get real way.
1: deep in the lyrics, but it, it seemed like the um, the the Jenny of the song almost referred to Sansa.
0: Maybe. I, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just thought that the the... the the real world implication and also another fun wrinkle. A lot of people think that Rhaegar actually wrote that song. Like nobody knows who wrote it, but there's a lot of hints in the book that Rhaegar wrote it because they talk about him being this amazing singer. And yeah, doesn't
1: Danny later on say that everyone told me he liked to sing songs. Oh yeah.
0: He liked to sing. He was a good man, but, and so in the books it's heavily implied that he actually wrote that song, which is another added wrinkle of why it may be referring to either John or Danny. Mm Um, which you know would be a satisfying conclusion, maybe, depending on how it's done and which one you know does it, but <clears> i guess I guess in that case, John would have to renounce his claim though because he has a better claim um unless Daenerys is like, "Well, I renounce my claim, and then John could be like, "Well, it doesn't really matter because well, I had a better claim anyway, but the whatever.
1: thing I understand is like in 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 our history, in many uh you know kingdoms, there was a king and a queen that both had you know similar powers if not the you know one having slightly more than the other
0: sure doesn't work that way in this world. it's weird <laughs> well I, and it doesn't even technically work that way in this world because it, it it's still very patriarchal in the sense that like kings can marry someone that becomes a queen but a queen if she marries somebody who's not like one after she's already queen that person doesn't become king he becomes like the prince regent or prince you know right Prince something like, you know, like Prince, uh, what's his face that that's the queen's uh, husband, um, isn't what Prince William, I think is not, you know, the King, he married the queen, but he's not the, king. so it's a, it's a, it, you know, it, I think it follows, you know, English kind of principles of, um, of monarchy or whatever, you know, secession, Succession, so it's it's a weird situation, but essentially, like John has the strongest claim because he's the male oldest male heir of the heir to the throne, which would have been Rhaegar because he was the oldest male son of Aegon.
1: So the the thing that I always think to myself, and I always kind of chuckle when I think this, is uh, where it's kind of like, well, how can they all just not know who the rightful king is? And it's like, well, if they all agreed on who the rightful king is, the fucking show wouldn't exist. (laughs) The whole yeah, point of the exactly, show, yeah, I mean that's the whole, the whole drama of the show is the fucking- about who is the rightful fucking person to sit in that throne. They don't agree, and all the rules are kind of fucking. People lie about it, and there's treachery, and just fucking. It's it's a fucking
0: mess. Well, it's, it's and, a fucking and there's also mess. the whole might and. <laughs> and there's also the whole might makes right thing i mean robert baratheon had no claim to the iron throne and he fucking overthrew the targaryens and sat on the throne and you know you know there was a the war kicked off by jamie killing the mad king you know because he was going to kill the citizens but robert baratheon emerged out of the chaos of that and if you have enough people on your side and enough armies on your side people will support your claim so it's it it it's partly based on lineage but it's also partly based on like who's got the biggest fucking army and who's gonna say well yeah i'm the captain now you know you like,
1: it's not tom hanks um, anymore
0: no so um so that scene was really nice i really love that that whole scene at the uh the fireside fire pit, yeah. but the, yeah, the fdr's fireside and bran was there in a wheelchair so it was thematically uh thematically was relevant, bran really but, in uh, that I, scene Was he really yeah i i did he he must have left when people like started showing human emotion like he was just like all right you know, not, not, i don't remember not the room him being at
1: the war planning scene but i don't remember him being by the fireside chat unless he was like way in the background didn't say a fucking word and i, I just somehow missed it but
0: he was sitting at the fire at one point because that's when somebody came up and sat beside him sam but i don't know that though that might have been earlier maybe he was sam wasn't in the, the room that fire there. yeah
1: that was not their yeah. thing um At any rate, I have a really dark monitor, so there could have been people in that room that I just don't remember because they were way in the background and had no lines. There's been a lot of characters that have had no lines in the last couple of episodes, or you'll remember them having lines or being there and they actually weren't in the scene, so...
0: The, the ones I wrote down for that scene, and I thought I wrote everyone in the scene, it was Jamie, Tyrion, Brienne, Davos, Tormund, and Podrick. I think those are the only six people in the scene at that point. Yeah, so I it, guess it's easy
1: there. to forget when somebody's in a scene if they're in the room but have no lines, though. I've noticed on the mm-hmm. show where I'm like, oh, hey, wait, yeah. they're in the scene. Wait, oh, they're not talking. <laughs> yeah, That's like- why I don't remember them here. <laughs>
0: Like fucking ghost shows up for five seconds in the background. Oh, it was like, like doesn't do 5. anything It
1: was like 0. 0.5 seconds.
0: Um, it was like, guys, come on. Everyone wants ghost in the scene. You can't. I don't understand. Like they're like, oh, it's tough to animate. But like they've used an actual husky before for that. Like, why don't they just use another Siberian Husky for those uh, scenes? Right. Like, I, I, when when it doesn't have to, it do it action, to be so like...
1: big that I don't think they can do it with a, a real dog and have it not look weird. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get one guy, last scene kids where Ghost saves John saves John and gets killed. And we're all going to be fucking sad. But it's going to be over like that. It's not going to be like a long sequence with the dog. It's just going to be,
0: you know. They're going to play about... out our sympathies for fucking seeing pets die. <laughs> and it's going to be like,
1: no. I know. Well, they've killed some of the it's dogs, brutal. but so many times it's just the, oh. the dog. Brutal,
0: brutal fashion
1: come out of nowhere jump on a thing to, to save somebody and then it's just fucking killed and it's just such an
0: maybe yeah maybe we'll see ghost fetch uh long claw after like john loses it in battle and she'll bring it back to him in her in her teeth <laughs> with like his <laughs> and, like his
1: december like, oh. <laughs> arm is like holding it and like <laughs> hey, thanks for bringing the arm back too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um so right after that, we get the scene where Arya uh, Arya and the uh, walks up to the Hound, uh, you know, sitting on the on the parapet up there, uh, and kind of has her little heart to heart with him. Where they, and they're still standoffish, but you could tell there's that mutual respect there. A little bit. Um, he
1: seems like he's really fucking sulking for no
0: reason. Yeah, well, he's—I mean, he's just a miserable fuck to begin with, and she even says that. You know, at the end, when, when once Barrack shows up, and she's like, "I'm not going to spend my last night on earth with you, uh, two miserable old yeah, shits." Whatever. I remember when she said that line. Um, I thought,
1: "What else better do you have to do?" And then, of course, was, she had something very much in mind well, that was better to do.
0: Shor- shortly thereafter, yeah, we get the uh, the much talked about scene uh, where where we see a really um, intimate display between two characters who've. Uh, Cross paths a lot on the show um or as sophie turner would describe it in honor of
2: easter i guess game of thrones wanted the storyline to have a little easter bunny hop hop hopping into that pussy <laughs> and that's the day.
1: so what you can't see is that sophie turner is clearly had a few glasses of wine and is drinking a glass of wine in that scene too so um the
0: it was just her on her Instagram story, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, they're,
1: they're good, very, very good friends in real life, those two girls. Um, yeah, like yeah. Very good friends. Uh, so I'm sure that her saying that was not totally out of line, but I, I did read that... That was super funny. Uh, people have had wildly different takes on that scene, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the two people who apparently were the most uncomfortable with the scene were the two actors themselves. <laughs> not because they didn't... Um, think that it was bad for the characters but because they themselves weren't comfortable doing the scene together because they'd known each other since she was literally 10 years old hmm.
0: um and also it's probably the both of their first like on-screen sex scene i would imagine uh, certainly for i Aria. don't
1: know i mean it, so many i was in the hashtags for it just a seems while so inherently
0: and, awkward it, it
1: was the honestly this was
0: the film i mean
1: oh to film yeah I don't. I don't Yeah,
0: know. yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I didn't. Have I think it's more with...
1: awkward to film a scene if you're not used to doing it when you have a whole crew of people around you. You know, you got yeah. all these people looking at you and people taking photos and everything. And it, the, I mean, the scene doesn't go on very long. You don't see any parts. You see them,
0: no. It's very, it's very, very yeah. tasteful. So like they didn't actually, have to I show thought.
1: it. I'm like, dude, all, all they showed them was them kiss with their shirts off. That's all you got to see. Like the really, that's too much for you, fucking.
0: Could have shown that on TBS. So it would have been <laughs> yeah, a could have shown that on TBS. the bounds of censorship. So I was in the
1: hashtags about this for a while last night because it was like I think nine out of ten trending topics last night were the different characters and Game of Thrones and like misspellings of Game of Thrones, and then of course the black Twitter had uh, Dem Thrones uh, trending as well. Um, and there was a lot of guys that were just not comfortable with this scene, and you realize they were definitely kind of more conservative type dudes or gamers or just guys that weren't comfortable like they, they're they fine watching uh uh you know whores get beaten up and raped or they're fine with scenes of incest but they're not okay with a, a, a young woman having agency uh and, and engaging the most in sex positive scene most, in the history of the yeah. series I, this was the i mean think about all the fucked up scenes we've seen with sex in this show this scene was not one of them. I tweeted this out. I said, this was the least problematic sex scene in Game of Thrones history, and predictably it made men the most uncomfortable. Uh, there was a woman that had a great thread about the scene. I, I'll not read the whole thread, but just a couple uh, takes. Uh, Arya is 18 years old, in full control and making a choice. She's having probably the least weird and most empowering consensual interaction in the whole show ever, ever. And then someone else followed up the great cut Wooden um, observation. They said, yeah. And her line to, to Jenry, you know, take off your own pants, sounds sassy, but she's giving Jenry agency when he just told her someone stripped him against his will.
0: Right. So, so yeah, she, he left out the part where she put leeches on his dick, but that's oh, no, all. she nother. told he, he told um, her about that too. Well, I, I don't think he quite got explicit, but he was like, yeah, she put leeches all over he, me. He something. did. He
1: did. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's just, that's great writing. And I think a lot of guys are not comfortable yeah. seeing women on this show or many other shows uh, get things that they richly deserve, unless it's like, oh, the 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 lady who swings the sword gets to be a knight, right? But she's completely asexual for the most part. So they can accept that, that <laughs> female character. Um, or just, and- you know, they can accept Arya killing a bunch of people, but not, being a sexual person which any 18 year old girl would be you know
0: yeah and just for people that are further you know still creeped out by it the actress herself i think is like 2021 so it's it's, it's even less of a oh yes i mean it's she's fully an adult so it's really not we just know her from a young age but she's a fully a grown woman and this was another great moment of i mean she hasn't been a fucking kid on this show since she since she saw her father get his head chopped off. no i mean she killed she uh, and, and the we've guy seen a brothel
1: chopped his eyes out uh i mean this is not your little sister this is <laughs> yeah do you think she was a kid yeah. then i mean my god but, but it really i mean fucking she's we, a fucking joke about it but it there is like a very disturbing trend with the kinds of women characters that certain men won't tolerate and find really disturbing to them because they are extremely sexist guys, whether they can admit it or not. Um, When I hear somebody say uh, on Twitter, well, it's, it's, you know, I guess it's great for the show or for the characters, but I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable watching that because, you know, I think of Arya as like a little sister, like that's just such a weird fucked up, like misplaced paternalistic infantilizing idea that, you know, so what if you had an eighteen-year-old sister? You would, you would tell your eighteen-year-old sister she's not allowed to have sex. That's not for you to decide. What kind well, of creepy fucks? Do, so yeah, no, they think about, shit yeah. like that about a fictional character on TV. They're like, I don't like the choices she's making. It's like it's not your fucking decision, <laughs> you creepy fucking asshole. So yeah, when I see stuff like yeah, that, I do get a little pissed off like because uh, yeah. it, it implies something much more. Disturbing about that kind of mindset that has a problem with a scene like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that woman in that thread pointed out, like, this is maybe the first, uh, consensual sex scene between two people who are not like, uh, related and or like one of them is dead since like <laughs> John and you greet in season, what was that? Like season four, season three yeah. in the hot, what, of, John can't have sex spring? after he came back like, to life. Come on. <laughs> like, is this? I mean, technically it's necrophilia, but if we're really getting technical yeah, or maybe so. there's a word for like, I don't know, but, um, no, but but to, and to that point, everyone he's had sex with since he's come back from the dead uh, has been related to him. So you know, is hey, that also didn't know it. He didn't it. know it, but no, I mean you know. Yeah.
1: Well, the question <laughs> is, do they continue to have sex? Because when when she says, "Well, wait," that means that you have a claim to the Iron Throne. A uh, throne. I was like, wait, wait, say it, say it, say it. I
0: wanted her to say, and it also means that I'm your aunt, and she doesn't say that part <laughs> because they don't. <laughs> They still have not said that. Nobody said that out loud on the series, you know, like, hey, Jon's fucking his aunt. Like, nobody said that on this right. series. Right. You yet.
1: almost wonder if that's one of those things where it's not really frowned upon. Like, that's still well enough away. Well, <laughs> I,
0: so with the Targaryens, they are incestuous by nature. I mean, like, a, a lot of the Targaryen lineage was kept alive by by incest. Oh, so it, it's, it's, it's actually name, very so. within their universe yeah it's very within their within their wheelhouse to do that so you know the question is whether or not the mainstream audience is going to want that for their to i don't know i mean there's a lot of what ifs to come whether or not they even both survive till the end of the series is another big what if so uh, but that Ari, that Ari and gentry scene i thought was really nice i thought it was a really great human moment it was a really uh, logical thing for someone like aria to want before she thinks she's gonna die you know in 24 hours and uh yeah i mean that's that's you know it, it was the <laughs> someone referred to it as the rv gambit from um from an independence day where that fucking dweeby guy's like this might be her last night on earth <laughs> better make it count or whatever yeah <laughs> but it actually worked because totally. you know aria's Arya. well
1: you know it's um, also just you do kind of see her form For the first time in a long time, like a lot of the the clothing that she's Mm -hmm. worn throughout the whole time she's going through puberty. She was either trying to wear frumpy clothes to hide that she she was trying to look like a boy or then she's, Mm -hmm. you know, going traipsing through the north where you got to have 18 layers of clothes on uh, just to not freeze to fucking death or she's working in the. You know the house of the many-faced uh, dead god, whatever the fucking place where they all wear potato sacks for clothes. And then she's at Winterfell, where it's like <laughs> you got another eighteen more layers of clothes on. And then to see her, like, okay, sh- 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 that's clearly not the body of a of a little girl anymore. Like she's got some fucking curves on her, and it just uh, we haven't, kind of surprised, actually, yeah, we that. haven't seen her like that. We've never seen her like that. So I think maybe for some people who are are not creepy, that might be a little bit of a shock, and rightly so. That and and he's clearly genderly shocked. Because he hasn't thought about her this way or seen her this way where he's like, oh, that's that that's not a 10 year old girl anymore. Clearly, there's there's side boob going on there.
0: So I also think he's he he, he respects she's she's done a lot. And, and she knows what she's doing she's doing it on purpose to show him that like hey i'm not the spoiled little rich girl i'm a fucking badass look look at all these targets i can hit with these arrows oh, like yeah. all these knives yeah. i can throw in. well and <laughs> perfect uh, what does, succession what
1: does do all day he makes fucking weapons like he, she's mm-hmm. he's probably the only guy she's ever be attracted
0: to because all he does is make killing tools all day <laughs> yeah, right? long she's, she's like ooh, yeah. i have a <laughs> and that's how she convinces him to make her fucking weapon is that great seeing the foundry where he's like well i have a, i got a million other things to do i would I make you a fucking weapon? You're just a little girl. You can't fight. And then she's like, chucking these dragon glass, you know, tipped spears at this fucking, at like, perfect formation of a circle or whatever. And he's like, I am gonna go ahead and make your uh, weapon. a yeah, the little,
1: little make uh it. Darth Maul, <laughs> right uh, two sided spear bow thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I couldn't see where it would separate, but I, I, I don't think, think
1: it does. I think that was just the instructions and how do you like put all the pieces together? Yeah, how do you put yeah. it together? Maybe. Um well, somebody sorry. had a great meme where it was just like, here's what I want. And she holds up the plan. It's just like an outline of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go.
1: Which somebody probably made from last week's episode. Yeah, well, they probably didn't even see this week's to, to to know that.
0: Well, I, I mean, look, she did a diagram and she requested a spear. And, uh, you know, that's what she got at the end of the day. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah. But that scene was. That was exactly. Arya Stark,
1: uh, power top. <laughs>
0: so uh then we obviously get the jamie knighting brand scene which we discussed um the uh so we then after that we get that scene between sam uh between sam and jorah which i also really liked and had a lot of significance because you know uh jorah is someone that we start off the series he's this disgraced former head of his house like he was supposed to be the head of House Mormont, like that, the role that Lyanna Mormont, the you know the awesome little little fucking uh, leader of House mm. Mormont, that was supposed to be his role, but he was uh, r- you know stripped of his of his titles because he w- became a slavery. He was he was selling people into slavery, and that's where we meet him at the beginning of the series. You know where he's, I, I think, selling Daenerys into slavery, but where he essentially you know starts his his journey to, to serve He's brokering Danny some and, of that and, stuff. You know,
1: yeah. Well, so he was, so he, he was, was, involved he was in already that, yeah. over there across the narrow sea doing that. And his family heard about it and like kicked him out of the family. Yeah. Cause slavery is not,
0: and that's why Ned wanted to kill him too.
1: Right. It's, which is such a weird thing that we, we think of like everything, all parts of these kingdoms as being fairly unethical. But then you, you know, it's like, you remember like, Oh, throughout Westeros, literal slavery, slavery is illegal you know and it's it's frowned yeah. upon and if you dabble in it like you're somehow like beneath all the other people that just chop the heads off and you know whatever <laughs> um yeah
0: so um and you know we've talked about Jorah's redemptive arc but i think it meant a lot to him as a character for uh sam to go to him and say like hey you know this is this is the sword that my family uh this is the sword that's been in my family for you know however many years you know the valerian steel swords are very um important in westeros they're they're like the most prized possession that any family could it's a very extremely rare item it's usually only in uh only great houses have sure. these swords and some don't even have them know it's like an incredibly
1: you just remind me of something though um, when, but when remember when um when uh tywin melts that one sword down
0: well, no, so that's, that's, uh, ice and, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Ice is Ned's sword, which is this giant Valerian right. sword and it becomes widow's whale, which was Joffrey's sword, which, oh,
1: uh, that's right. What that Brienne was the other has. half of it. Right. Cause I remember he melts that sword and down to make two of them and gave like two smaller ones. Now I was trying to remember who got the other one. You're right. It was Jamie. Jamie Joffrey got one and Joffrey got the
0: other. And Jamie. Exactly. And Jamie still has Oathbreaker which actually people pointed out like hey you know if you wanted to really ingratiate yourself you could have offered up uh that sword to john and been like hey you know this was your dad's sword <laughs> sorry we yeah. melted it down and split yeah. it into two. but he probably would have been like no keep it i i, I got one already <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of musical swords with the with these valerian steel swords what, what's what's the line really nice- that
1: um when uh when aria and the hound are hanging out and she's like, My sword needle. He's like, You named your sword? She's like, Of course. She's like, only kunst- <laughs> The hound says only constant swords. <laughs> and then there's the line, oh, of course, man. at the when the the house Tyrell woman's get, about to get poisoned by Jamie Lannister. Um what is her name? Oh, oh Lady Odessa. Is that right? Olenna. Yeah, I forget what it is. The old the old woman that kills Joffrey. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um She's just, she refers to uh, Joffrey as a little cunt. And she's like, yep, he named his sword, named it Widow's Whale, and then (laughs) came true.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Um, So, yeah, but the the significance of that scene was that, uh, you know, Sam was really kind of mentored by Jorah's father, uh Jor Mormon who was the the commander of the Night's Watch. So it was a really nice moment where he kind of offers up the sword and he's like, "Look, your father, you know, did everything for me, protected me." Um and he and he gave him the sword to to, you know, bring into battle and he's like, "I'll, you know, I'll do I'll I'll wield it in his name and and stuff like that." So I thought that was a really nice moment between those two characters. Obviously, Sam's not going to be uh, wielding a a big fucking valerian steel sword anytime. No, soon, he even so. says he can't hold it upright. So um yeah, yeah. Um which doesn't bode well, by the way, for the people in the fucking Crips, which I you know, again, they 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 make it's very conspicuous in this episode how often they say like, oh, well the Crips are super safe. It's like the crypts are full of dead people, and you have the army of the dead coming to get you. Doesn't he have and to turn an enclosed space? Yeah, I
1: mean, doesn't he have to touch them to turn them back on, or can he just do like the armories and things? So.
0: I mean, he did. He, I was gonna say he did the fucking, you know, the the, 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 the Undertaker fucking well. They to they, they
1: are wrecked. gonna have that little girl with the burned face down there to protect them. Um, which I don't know if you were gonna mention that scene, but that that scene wrecked me pretty good too, where the little, little oh, girl yeah, was very clearly supposed talk to, to be
0: like that. Yeah. Shireen yeah analog. like everybody
1: had a little like shireen fucking clench up at that moment because davos had a little oh. clench up moment and you're like oh fuck it's such a callback
0: and um what's her and and uh gilly also you know had had a relationship with uh shireen if i remember correctly mm-hmm. so, so it was a very it was a really emotional moment for both of them i think but yeah but Dav- oh, man that kills me with Davos. <laughs> so i yeah mm. that that immediately i was like oh fuck Oh man, poor Hey, He did everything he could. Um, so he very- tried
1: not to get sent away, and he tried to take her with it.
0: No, it's not his fault. I mean, it's just it's horrible that he had to, you know, go through that. That's the kind of culmination of his his sorrowful uh, arc, and you know, in the series. So hopefully, he gets a little bit of redemption. Hopefully, uh, by, by the I feel end, like
1: he but... never really he's never <laughs> questioned if he was you know the being the hand to baratheon was a was a mistake in general and i think it really was because he just made like mistake after mistake sure. and just became more and more unethical and at no point did uh did davos ever really question that he was like oh it's just this witch yeah. lady it was all her. It's like no it wasn't this guy fucking did it
0: <laughs> he did all these
1: things too
0: no no stannis was a fucking dumbass yeah. yeah who who got you know, lulled by this woman, but he's a fucking dumbass. Was, yeah,
1: he was dumb before.
0: Yeah. Um fucked up the Battle of the Blackwater, you know, a whole bunch of but that by the way is I, I wasn't that was Tyrion's plan, wasn't it, with the wildfire? Like wasn't that like the moment where he showed how smart he was, like at that in that moment to to right. use well, the wildfire. If you do remember
1: he them? went down to the to the to the catacombs and there was this old guy making wildfire down there and you were kinda of, in uh I think it was was it Braun that was with him that was like, I don't believe in this stuff even existing, let alone from this crazy old fucker. Yeah. And uh, then he takes him into the chamber where there's just like hundreds of barrels of it. And Tyrion's like, you will no longer make this for my sister. You will now make it for me. <laughs> so he realized this guy was down there for, you know, probably decades by himself, just whittling away, making this fucking napalm shit that nobody knew about under the city.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, yeah, that I'm very concerned for the people in the crypt because it's, it's a... There's a lot of and I'll and I'll get into a little bit more in a few minutes when we get into predictions, but there's a lot of uh really heavy. Oh, it'll be fine. They'll all be safe in the crypt, or oh, it'll be fine. They're blah blah blah. Sure. So, like, I don't I, think any it, of them believe that. I think it's just you know?
1: that's what they're telling the children, so they don't have to worry about fucking children screaming the whole night before they're executed.
0: I, I just think put somebody down there with them. Put Arya with them. Put somebody who's a real fucking warrior with them to at least give them some modicum of. protection.
1: I, I think he you know it doesn't matter. Them. By the if they if the, the walkers get that far, if they're that in, far, you're, in. you're doomed. It's like the, it's like the scene when the they're when fucked. the you know the. Um, the, the Red Keep w- could have been overtaken, and they had all the women in one room because they, the and they had the executioner there, and they were telling the the yeah. young women like, "Oh, he's there to protect you." And, and Cersei, after she got drunk enough, said, "No, he's here to kill all of us, uh, in in so that we can't be <laughs> raped to then have to carry the babies of this new, uh, you know, invader." And that's all. That's, that. That's all. This really is is just breeding together to to cancel out our lineage um so he's
0: here to kill us for that so (laughs) it's like they they know what's going to happen in the castle siege yeah for sure so following that we get the final scene um which is daenerys and john down the crypts of winterfell john's you know down there brooding he's staring at a statue of what we now know as his mother liana stark And, uh, Daenerys comes up behind him and she, she, uh, you know, she says, and I don't think John intended to tell her in this moment, but when Daenerys was like, you know, Leanna Stark, my, my brother, you know, he, he, he raped her. I can't believe everyone said he was so kind and, you know, he used to sing, he he would go around singing and I I just can't believe he would do something like that. I think it really upset John because, because of, and we know just what a noble, Person he is that like it, the the mere like dishonoring of of his father's name like he used to get in infuri- like infuriated if anyone tried to disrespect ned i think he's got that a little bit now with rhaegar where he's like no like he couldn't he, it's tactically it's really dumb for him, him to tell her right before this battle but he couldn't yeah, help but be he, he but couldn't. be honorable and be like no i can't let you besmirch the good name of my father Well,
1: he's also standing right in front of the statue. He kind of like leads her into it and kind of like, hey, come here. I want to just stare (laughs) longingly into the abyss of this particular statue until you finally ask who it is. And then I have a way to fucking sweep your legs (laughs) out from under you with this story. And he he does kind of set her up for it. I feel like he he needed a way. I don't. But I still think it was. uh, Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. He he could have. I don't think he would have fully away from it. Like she she. Um. Yeah, it's a little it's it's a little bit uh, expository, but I think they did it well. It doesn't really is sure. like, oh, hey, uh, now that this is happening, we have Didn't to feel cheap do this. But he, he, you know, he lured her down there. <laughs> he's just standing there for no reason. Doesn't look at her, Maybe. forces her to have to he's wonder very broody, though, who, why he's staring at this one particular statue.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, w- yeah, it's possible. It's also possible. I mean, he is a broody motherfucker. I mean, he does just go down there to stare at statues yeah. a lot. You know, he does it with. Ned. So. You, you think he, it's possible yeah. she was just looking for him yeah. and they're like, oh, he's brooding in the crypt. You think again. He's not you smart know? enough
1: to have, like, set it up and planned it that way.
0: <clears throat> I, he's not. Yeah, I still don't think he's that smart. Like, we, we you know, he, he, he knows a little bit more than nothing, but I still don't think he knows an awful lot. So, um, but yeah. so but in any event, line, you know, you she know finds next to nothing,
1: out, John Snow would not ring as true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> although yeah that's probably more accurate now he knows next to nothing but not quite nothing i know some um, things so, <laughs> so of course imagine. uh you know the fucking deus ex uh horn blows right at, right at that moment after you know he tells her that before she can react but she she gives a very definitive like motherfucker what you say like you know she I, had a real look of like
1: yeah I, I she was definitely shocked because she realized the implication um but i feel like she took it better than he took it if you compare their reactions hers is way more restrained like she on the inside i'm sure it was just fucking raging but didn't let it out as much as, as john <laughs> did when he found out um but it, so yeah. it,
0: it was really telling that her first thought wasn't like Oh my God! I'm your aunt. We, I love. It, it wasn't her first thought. wasn't their relationship. Her first thought was, "You're a threat to me now." Like her first thing she said well, was, "That makes you a rightful heir to because the Iron she Throne." Assumes so, like that it, any
1: male would want that first and foremost. So of course she sees that as a threat.
0: But she, but she should know, John. I mean, he's not. She's known she, John well, I, for I mean, a couple
1: know. months. She's wanted this for years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's still, you know, you can't, you can't but blame sh- her for I, her it, reaction it, at all.
0: No, and it's natural, but it's, 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 I think it's illustrative to John too, that like his, his, her first reaction wasn't like, oh, what's this going to do to our relationship? It was, oh, you're my way now. Like, you know, whether or not she's going to you know act on that or not is unknown but that was her first instinct and i don't think that was necessarily john's first instinct was like i'm gonna sit in the iron like you know what i mean like it was i I think his first reaction was you're calling my father a liar
1: for my whole life who i think is the most honorable person whatever but that's his existential crisis is he's so ingratiated Mm -hmm. with the honor of his father that he's like wait a minute my whole world just came crumbling apart and it's the same for Danny, but for her whole mission to sit on that throne, it's an existential crisis for her. It's just two different things. I don't think one's necessarily more selfish than the other. It's just like their whole world, like what is their identity, just has suddenly people. been shattered for each of them.
0: Sure, but that I think that to me is why I don't think she'd be as good a leader as he would be because I, I still don't think that she, her first instinct is to protect Westeros or protect. Of course, the people. of course
1: to, she, she's not selfless you know. <laughs> in the same way that he,
0: no, she's certainly not. That's, yeah, she's yeah, willing exactly. to take risks, well, but only and for
1: her own, you know, ultimate greater purpose. Yeah.
0: I think and hope that he realizes eventually that actually nothing that he found out made would make net, net any less noble. I think it's an extremely noble thing to do to protect the life of your sister's child by, ruining your marriage and lying all those years you know Catelyn like didn't forgive him for years for for having a child out of wedlock when it wasn't even his and he took on that burden just to protect John slash Aegon's life because he knew that you know the king would have would have John killed if they found out who he really was so we, that was still we did not trust your wife with a
1: lie though <laughs> you know like he couldn't let her in on yeah, it at some point and know. been like hey look this kid is not the, the product of my uh, you know, philandering. This kid is the product of maybe He's even a Stark, more he knows honorable. nothing. He's, yeah, he's, well it's like They're what, fucking what, dumb. what can I get away with dumb. better than being, you know, actually honest with her is the one stupid lie that ends up fucking run, unraveling the whole world here
0: the 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 Tullys really fucking smart. The Starks almost across the board, really dumb. Rob Stark, terrible fucking tactician. you know? Ned Stark, terrible judge of character. John Snow, terrible judge of character. Oh. They're really honorable, but not very smart. What was it that Rob like, Stark fell house?
1: in love with a field medic? And and chose that over the the fucking yeah. the one hot daughter. <laughs> that scene where yep. Walter That's Frey true. reveals the because there's that one hot daughter yep. the mother mentions and they, he yeah, never you, shows you them because like the he part. almost wants him to betray him because he's he's already had a look at this hot. Field, medic he falls in love with, and then he's just like, "Well, guess none of them are good enough." And then at the last second, reveals that the other one's been been uh, married off, and it's like, "Ha, you're gonna fucking die." <laughs> that was maybe my be- the, my favorite troll moment was when Walter Frey revealed the hot daughter had been married off that he could have had, and there's that look between Rob Stark and him. And he just kind of goes like, "Welp, <laughs> you got to go back and rewatch the series because this, this is all very fresh in my mind within the last month or so."
0: I do, I do remember Rob just being like, man, what the fuck? I really fucked that one up. Uh, but yeah, Stark's very, very, you know, very honorable, not very smart. Um, so you know, that's that was the end of the episode, and um, it's uh, we should probably get into predictions because I think anything else we talk about from here is going to be a lot of a lot of predictions for how this is going to shake out. So I wanted to transition into that um, segment by. You know giving people a chance to kind of leave now if they want to because i'm sure we'll talk about stuff from the preview for next week's episode um and i know some people think that's slightly spoilerish uh you know I whatever if you want to leave now you can otherwise we're going to chat about that uh on the other side of this uh musical interlude which is provided to us by uh some random dudes on twitter playing uh the theme song <laughs> on funny little for this Play that and we'll uh, come chat about the predictions.
1: Awesome. I found that last night while browsing the hashtags and uh, uh I'm a big fan of set of you know Caribbean themed Cuban uh kind of island music and yeah, thought that was great. Calypso. A little bit of calypso there. Of uh just you know kind of like a little uh, weird attorney, out. Coordination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know, it's sort of like um if you ever work in a restaurant and where there's like half the, the kitchen is staffed by people who are south of the border. You'll hear a lot of um, sort of like Mexican polka, uh, bongo drum, like yujimbe types of percussion instruments and an accordion all together. And then the tubas, you got the tubas in there, you know, Uh, that wasn't quite that. But yeah, still still fun
0: yeah no fun A little fun little thing so yeah let's get into predictions because you know obviously this episode was very saccharine in a lot of ways although again we talked about how it was earned but uh i think we're in for a lot of tragedy next week i think the fact that we got so many nice moments between characters uh doesn't portend well for the survival of some of the characters that we like but aren't like integral to the end game so like obviously number one with a bullet on the, on the top of the death list is Grey worm because i mean my, my dude is like yeah after this we're gonna sail away to a beach on a ship called live forever it's like dude come on just you you, you you're like you're like please kill me right now night king please uh, right. please, please. I and he's I'm the guy you.
1: who's never had any personal <laughs> agenda whatsoever <laughs>
0: And, and the minute he's
1: yeah, just like, you're exactly. the, the fucking racist mother. Even the fucking kids are racist and they've never even seen a black person
0: yet. And they already <laughs> hate us. I feel bad for him, but it's like, you're setting your own death right. up by saying exactly. this. Shit, man. You can't be like, after this is over, we're going to go live on a beach uh, happily ever after. Like, it's like Well, doing I mean there. there's other characters that have or long-term
1: plans, but his were so out of nowhere that you're like, "Oh god, that that is that is that dream is getting <laughs> crushed in a, in a you know, less than a couple yeah. hours here. You shouldn't you should have kept it to yourself."
0: As Queen as queens who wants to live forever plays in the background as your skull's being stomped yeah. on by a fucking White Walker. But we also know um, that he
1: has living through some of the most horrible, brutal against all odds things and was just like, "Well, here I am again." So I, I also give him pretty good odds. So, maybe not to yeah. just survive the series, but to survive this battle. Honestly,
0: I I think, considering how long of a battle. First of all, thousands and thousands of red shirts are going to die. That's without question. Um, you know, it's 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 the biggest battle in cinema history. You know, it's it's bigger than the than the the Battle of Mordor from Lord of the Rings. That you know, stupid thing. And um, <laughs> sorry, Ash. Uh, uh, and no. it. Oh. <laughs> No, I, to be fair, of all, I hated those movies. That battle is fucking cool, but like everything else in that movie was walking and yeah. fucking stupid. The CGI unearned wasn't reunion. quite there yet for
1: a thing of that scale. But the the pacing is good. We're talking about Lord of the Rings here, and it has been the the sort of the ceiling to break for a long time, right? So I, I want to give it True. credit for for that what it does. Uh, I might I mean maybe this isn't. So you know, they say this is going to be the longest battle scene. But maybe this battle isn't contained at Winterfell. You know, we we don't we know we're going to end up at King's Landing somehow. But maybe it doesn't. It's not just contained within this one episode. Maybe it becomes a running battle at you know two two armies well, so, battling I mean, we each still other. Have... Where Winterfell's lost, and then there's one army chasing the other uh, for the rest of the rest of the show.
0: So I mean, my just generalized theory based on directors and this is doesn't necessarily mean anything but miguel Sapochnik is the go-to guy for battles you know he's the guy who directed bow the bastards he directed hard home he's directing this battle he's also directing the second to last episode of the series uh so that to me at least implies that maybe the last battle we'll get is going to be in that episode and then the in the penultimate episode and then the last episode we'll get the fall i so think he kind of likes doing everything. more
1: self-contained episodes where it won't be like a running battle kind of a thing
0: it, that's that's that seems to be his strong yeah. suit although he also directed the last episode of uh season six the one right after battle of the ba- or season f- the one right after battle of the bastards where cersei blows up the sept so he's good at like intrigue and other things. Like he's mm-hmm. not just good at battles. He's, he's a, good he's at doing the episodes director, that but... stand
1: out on their own as being extremely memorable, whereas other episodes Exa- kind of exactly. bleed into each other and you don't remember everything that happens in one episode or another episode.
0: But but knowing that they only had him for a limited run, because he's been getting film work now, I would think they probably kept him around for the battle. So if I had to, if I had to just place money on it, I would say this episode and then the second to last. So I would think that what we're going to get this episode is a massive battle mostly at winterfell but maybe you know we'll see what happens with the night king obviously we, you mentioned off-air that maybe he's going to make his way up to king's landing and that would actually be really smart tactically i mean but he doesn't have to stick around kind of- yeah it,
1: it, my thing is just you know if, he, if it takes seconds to take down the ice wall with this blue dragon fire like he could the battle of winterfell would be over in a couple of seconds also if if the night king was there with that dragon for this mm-hmm. and we're, if we're told yeah. it's gonna be the la- longest battle in film history i don't see how he could be there at the same time <laughs>
0: like, well unless he's st- you know it would be really dumb for him to expose himself right off the bat because obviously he's the one thing that could take out this army which they you know said they got to draw him out by having bran there and i I don't think the only thing that makes me think he's not going to just fu- say fuck you to this battle and go to King's Landing right away is he doesn't really care about King's Landing. He really wants Bran. Like, from what we know, especially from this episode, Bran seems to be the one person standing in the way of him ruling eternally. So, like, I don't think he gives a shit about the Iron Throne or the army that Cersei has massed up or even the army that Jon and Daenerys have massed up. He's mostly concerned with killing Bran so that he doesn't have anyone of equal powers to stop mm-hmm. him like we know bran's super powerful uh because he's they say he's done shit that nobody else can do like when he wargs into uh, uh like I, I think when he warged into uh hodor like people didn't think that you another per- like you're gonna warg into another conscious kind of mm-hmm. person that's just been done with the animals and shit so I, I think the night king's main objective you know whether it's something he intelligently thinks about or if it's just like a prime directive for him from the children of the forest is to take out the three-eyed raven. So I would think what'll happen is he'll let his army decimate the living army and then maybe swoop in at the end and try to take out Bran, which is probably where Theon's going to end up getting his uh, by the, by the way. Well, I would, I would imagine if if, if
1: that is the case, if Bran's got powers to do some of those things, which clearly taking over another human doesn't mean a whole lot in this case. Like what, what would that really even Mm -hmm. do to, to the night King? It wouldn't really do shit. Um, but I I would guess that there are other powers that they haven't shown us that brand has that are the the bigger thing, like potentially the power to, to alter time permanently, you know, things like that where (laughs) brand doesn't quite understand how to use it to affect other than that. Like, you know, you can go back and fuck things up on accident. (laughs) Right. So, uh,
0: Well, and that's why a lot of people theorize that he went back in time to stop the Children of the Forest from creating the Night King, and he accidentally becomes the Night King, and that's that's why a lot of mm. people think he is Brandon. Sure. So, you know, but well, and you know maybe we'll find that out. But it, so my question is, I don't think Bran. So if Bran dies, theoretically, the Night King's won, and nothing the living are gonna can do can really stop. But if him, Bran so, dies, then how can he go back Bran- in time to become the Night King? Hence <laughs> <It's> the paradox. <laughs> Well, but that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think Bran's going to die this episode. No, yeah, but also, sure. I don't think that Theon's going to make it out of this episode. So I'm curious how Bran gets away if he slips off into the time stream or if he fucking, like, who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that resolves itself because I'm sure we're going to get the Night King doing something. Like, we see in the preview, there's one brief shot where you can't really tell what's going on, but he's on the dragon. So we know he at least makes an appearance somewhere it seemed like the the background behind him was overcast but it's hard to tell it
1: seemed very dark Um, actually and there wasn't really anything else around it so they could have recycled a shot from you know the end of season seven but
0: it's night so it could be anywhere they they could could be anywhere who knows Um, they're
1: very good at not giving away like you you were talking about how you thought that most of this episode was gonna be the trial of jamie lannister and it was the first two minutes and then it was over
0: you know, it and like, like, yeah, they, they did a good job. On, but, uh, so, yeah, I'm glad they don't. No shot of Arya thrusting in the, in the trailer from the week one. You know, it was right. very, very tightly, tightly put together trailers. Well, you know,
1: it, it's um, it is what it is, but uh, it's.
0: So,
1: it's going to be like the first big well, battle at night they've done since very early on in the series. And that was very contained in one little spot. It was like one little beachhead, one little behind the wall, uh, trying to bash down one door.
0: Very small. And you
1: notice they've, they've like, built yeah. the set, uh, the actual physical real set of, of Winterfell, much, much, much bigger now, where they used to only show kind of the courtyard, that one little area, and the big sort of, um, sort of like octagon or, or cylindrical short towers of Winterfell. They've never shown those yeah. in the actual show right and now they're all there so they've they've clearly built a much bigger set uh and it's going to be at least from what we've been shown so far we it's gonna happen. be epic but it's all gonna be at night so a lot of the yeah. a lot of what made these big battles great was that they were much big open daylight set pieces and you could see really far you can't really do that here so they're gonna have to do something different I, i'm kind of excited what well they're i think there's gonna be, be a doing. lot
0: of fire and a lot of like, like bright ice, you know, shit going on. So I think it, it'll be a good, yeah. pon- like, you know, that scene in, um, I want to say it's in revenge of the set. Oh no, no, no. It's in, in, in the, uh, uh, fucking first one, Phantom Menace where they're, where like, they're like, he's got the lightsaber. It's just flashing back and forth across his face. Like the light, you know, where, where they're in like a dark room, but the, 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 his face is just being illuminated by the lightsaber as he's like walking. <laughs> It's like there's a lot of cool shit you can do where you have a lot of flammable and/or you know bright elements sure. in a night. Exactly. Seat, you know, so I'm curious to see how cool they can make that look. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the I guess
1: the last big night battle was the was the sea battle with, with Euron. Blackwater. Um,
0: oh, oh yeah, you're right. which that, that,
1: you got to see a lot of detail whatever. at first, and then they kind of closed it into being very kind of short and intimate. Uh, but there was a ton of stuff going on in the background, just sparks flying and everything. Uh, it it still felt very authentic and none of it felt like CGI, honestly. Um, yeah, so no, yeah, I, I'm definitely stoked top. to kind of see like yeah. what the biggest, longest battle in film history is going to look like at night.
0: I assume by the end of daylight, it, the, the sun is going to be coming up by the end of the battle. I, I you know, we'll see. Cause it seemed like he, they said like before sunup, you know, tomorrow <clears> they'll be here. So it seems like it's like the end of the end of the, middle of the night. You know, it's probably like 4 a.m. when the when the night king's showing up. So by the end of the battle, I think we'll see well, the sun unless up.
1: they lose and then the sun never comes up and it truly is endless night.
2: <laughs> yep. That's how the they Yeah, that's how ends. they know Every they've lost the, like, sun sorry guys, doesn't come, the sun.
1: starts to come up and then the battle turns and they lose and the sun, just kinda like, they just kind of like the get like gets <laughs> dimmer and dimmer and you're like, "Oh, fuck, this is permanent permanent winter." Here we go. Um
0: so the real question is i I, you know i think undoubtedly we're gonna lose characters we really like we're gonna lose a lot of tertiary characters that we really like like beric dundarian not making it out of this battle you know uh what's his face um like uh the the night's watch his buddy from the uh Dolores, Ed, not making the guy with battle. the, Maybe the, the torment, vampire pattern, ballness,
1: the, the yeah, uh-huh, extreme yeah, widow's yeah. peak.
0: Well, here, here, here's yeah, the, the thing Dolores that I,
1: I don't think they will do is when you kill off too many big, important people at one time, it has a numbing effect and you end up not really remembering sure. any of them or having as much emotional impact. Like Walking Dead just killed off like 12 people, half of which were principal characters, and they never showed their deaths. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay, they're gone. I guess I don't even really care anymore. Whereas the the death where they yeah. just did... Sorry, uh, Walking Dead fans, if you haven't said that. Don't, uh, I'm, don't I'm spoiling spoiler. something don't from three years ago. So if you haven't seen it oh, yeah, by now, okay, okay. but...
0: I've seen the, that. I've you seen know, that.
1: We, yeah. when when the two of the principal characters get killed really gruesomely uh, at the beginning of season season seven, I believe... Um, that was Seven. fucking brutal because it was you got to feel all of it and see all of it, and it was just two people, right? So if they kill off half the people yep. on the show in one episode, I it'll just be like they killed off nobody.
0: I don't think they'll... Be, I think what they'll do is they'll kill off a lot of characters that we know but aren't, like, super... Like, if Tormund dies and be like, oh, man, but I'm not going to be, like, bereft. You know what I mean? But I think they will kill off one character we really love and i i fortunately i think it might be brienne because it seems like they kind of gave her this great closure i to don't her arc, like yeah this whole and arc, they her. don't
1: do that shit the way walking dead was where, where it's somebody does something
0: great and heroic and finally like becomes who they are and then they kill them off no i i know they're not, they're not, they're that not usually that telegraph yeah. but but they gotta they gotta do something to make us really i really think that our heroes are going to end up losing this battle but making it out alive most of them and they're going to be on the run but i do think they need something to happen to leave them pretty bereft and yeah like, well hopeless. something's
1: going to change the and, dynamic of their plan right like it can't just be oh we lost and now we have to kind of rally you know further south there's got to be a whole well, i mean
0: the Night King taking Winterfell is going to be real fuck, like a real just dick punch to them. I think sure, in general. but he, isn't, like, he doesn't. He doesn't need it for them. anything.
1: You know, they can just go stand in the fucking no. snowdrift for
0: <laughs> months. He's just going to piss right? his fucking blue piss on, <laughs> sure. on, on you know the the ashes of Winterfell. He's not going to really care. But um, but I do think we're going to end up losing. I I I really have a, a fear that's going to be Brienne because, I mean, her whole arc was that she was you know. T- just wanting to be accepted as 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 a as a knight and as a warrior and as somebody who could protect other people and for her to finally get that moment i i feel like there's not a ton for her character to accomplish anymore yeah. you know what i mean like i i, I would right, love so to see her he, stick around, here's, but I, a, I, there's, here's a theory
1: uh, so Brian reveals the mark on his hand right burning into his arm from the uh And he says to them, he knows where I am at all times, right? And if we know that he's going to wherever Bran is, if the battle's going really bad, can Bran just astral project to somewhere else and like permanently plant himself there? Can he really just teleport to somewhere else? Like, does he just, could he just teleport to King's Landing (laughs) And all of a sudden, the Night King is like. I think oh, he can use the weirwood. I am just going to turn around and leave Winterfell because <laughs> Bran's gone, and we're going to march south. And that's how they end up somehow losing the battle, but they don't lose Winterfell.
0: That's possible, and I think he can use the weirwood network to kind of like fast travel <laughs> between locations. I believe, and I could be wrong. I'll have to double check that with some book readers, but. Uh, I believe he can do that, but I also don't think that the Night King is like, like the Tethered in Us where he'll like have to follow him. I think he might still say, alright, we'll finish this battle and then yeah, I'll go find that, that, that motherfucker. Yeah.
1: But- what if Bran just turns into a cloud like, t- like turns into a, a burst of crows and he just flies away and it's just like, oh, that was the worst writing ever. <laughs> Just you you see the homer Um, uh the simpsons um meme where it was like bran's plan to confront the night king in godswood it was just homer sitting in the most tavern covered in crows for some reason (laughs) smiling and like everyone else is like looking at him really worried like
0: homer what are you doing i will
1: be fine the crows will protect me it's like bran you're gonna be sitting by yourself totally out in the open and you're super fucked you can't (laughs) you can't even run anywhere dude like what are you what are you doing (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, you're gonna get poor Tyr- uh, poor Theon and everyone else fucking killed defending you. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I I, I don't think I, I think we're gonna lose a couple principal characters. I don't think we're gonna it's gonna it's not gonna be like we're not gonna lose Jon. We're not gonna lose Daenerys. We're not gonna lose. Jamie probably, because Jamie's death has to. If he dies, is gonna have to involve Cersei. Yeah, we
1: have to tie anyway. it to it somehow. Gonna, yeah, the brother thing. Uh, the Hound. They wouldn't make it just out. have it be someone's random brother because everyone's a brother of somebody in the show.
0: No, it's got. It's got to be either Tyrion or or Jamie to kill her. More than likely, uh, maybe that. And I still, and I don't, and this is like a super fan servicey thing, but they did sort of hint at it last season. The Hound's got to make it out because he's got to fucking have the Clegane Bowl. Like we got to see see the Clegane Clegane Bowl, Bowl, which I
1: think is good. They'll, They'll underwhelm us though. It'll be either way shorter or it will be a thing where they're forced to fight together. And then it's just like they have like a look at the each other right before they both die kind of a thing. And then that's just like, OK, well, it never came true. There, There is, a, I mean, a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of payoff, but also a lot of uh, false foreshadowing that happens where they'll, they'll just kind sure. of twist it against expectation. But um,
0: I just selfishly want to see that because oh, I think it would be, be an awesome five minutes, minutes of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> especially when the character wants to do it their whole life like they don't easily change their mind uh, about it
0: and it's such a boss fucking move for him to just walk up to the fucking mountain this zombie fucking eight foot you know monster of a man and be like we're not done motherfucker like i'll see Have you, you ever soon. seen a photo
1: of that actor uh, who plays the mountain or at least the last version of the mountain sure next yeah. to his two brothers that are a foot taller than him oh no (laughs) you're like who's this short fucker oh that's the mountain his two brothers are like a head taller
0: i keep seeing uh twitter ads for this supplement that 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 actor is like selling now it's like you know this is the this is the stuff that gives the mountain his fuel you know you know guys that big you know don't live very long right yeah no his heart's gonna explode uh, yeah now. It, it, it's a miracle it is, they finished the series with I am, I am i am
1: very happy to be the height that i am that i'm I'm not like short but i'm also not like fucking huge or anything uh just because yeah. i hear that uh I, i'm gonna have a long life hopefully <laughs> because of that
0: <laughs> yeah well i'm six foot one i think so you know i i, I could go either way but I, i'm not like a giant so i don't, sure. I don't know that issue sure. but you know the bigger you are, I think the le- the shorter life expectancy. And I'm left-handed, which doesn't oh, well. Oh, man. Do
1: you notice that when uh, Arya was throwing little fucking d- uh, uh, the the uh, the spearheads as little throwing knives that she was throwing them? Was a yeah, she was throwing them southpaw. You didn't notice that? Oh,
0: awesome. <laughs> I love her even more now. Now yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, Maybe that was her showing off because that's not her dominant hand. <laughs> She's like, look, this is what I do with my fucking there you my go. weekend. There you, go. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to see, or maybe you do want to see. Oh what I can God! Do with uh, <laughs> I think that was her message to go. Gendry in that moment. Um, yeah, but so uh, yeah, I think we're, I think we're, next week's gonna be an awesome, epic episode. I think it's gonna be very bittersweet and m- mostly bitter because I don't think our heroes are gonna. There's no. I, 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 initially i said like there's no way they're gonna kill the night king but i'm at like 80 percent they don't kill the night king there's a some small chance that the show is gonna have this big epic battle they'll come out victorious but lose a lot along the way and then we'll build towards the final <clears throat> yeah. kind of situation well, whether or not it's them versus cersei or daenerys versus john or we you know we'll see what happens at the end but i mean it conventional wisdom says the night king's gonna survive and then the living will have to come together. Well, to I
1: mean, w- the, the the ultimate end. horror story would be if the Night King, you know, shows up, kills another one of Danny's dragons, kills Danny, makes her the Night Queen, and she sits on the Iron Throne oh, as the fucking Night Queen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's to- Sorry, Sorry to go to off
1: the <laughs> deep end, but it just fucking popped into my head, and I was like, "What's the what's the worst possible, possible thing that could happen?" <laughs>
0: I turns think the evil I think the better. As a fucking walker with another dragon. The better. Yeah, I was going to say the better use of her as an evil character would definitely be as human mad queen Daenerys, but I, that's also you, possible. That, look, I, I mean, Father he said John it's going to be, be
1: bittersweet. I mean, what would be more bittersweet than she does sit on the Iron Throne, but as a, a night queen?
0: I see. I assume by bittersweet he means that either John or Daenerys is going to die, but I, but maybe not. I mean, who he knows? He could really so twist
1: he... the knife, though. I mean, he could really fucking be like, "Yeah, she got st- what she wanted." I still wanted, think the but... last shot of the. This...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still think the last shot of the series is going to be an older Sam at the Citadel is like the the head maester, arch maester, whatever, like telling this story to a young apprentice you know like telling retelling the story that of his because i i just think that the intro stuff with all with the um the 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 obelette whatever the fuck it's called the thing that we see in the citadel the gyroscope is just very conspicuous, light thing you know the mirrors yeah, gyroscope, it is. Yeah, yeah uh yeah you
1: notice all the details they updated it with are now not from past stories yeah but from, they, from this uh from things we've actually seen
0: updated yep, with a scene from the loot train fucking great one of the greatest scenes in the entire series <laughs> yeah. the loot train scene
1: um but yeah no it's it's it, that feels a little too predictable and contrived to me like oh it was all just a story being told by this guy well,
0: well but it's still not like you know, this didn't happen it's like this did happen i'm just telling you what the sure. fuck. you know like i wouldn't be opposed to it as long as it's not made out to be like any kind of aspersions onto whether or not it happened yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. as long as it's still like, obviously, it would feel it
1: very hobbity to me if they ended it like that, though.
0: It, I don't know. It would. But my one my one hope for that is that with that, we could also get some expository stuff about how either Jon or Daenerys or whoever ends up ruling has tried to transform Westeros in the. That's the only way I could see that happening. You know what I mean? Like where we see the aftermath, like what comes after All right, the so last here, battle. Here's, like here's that's because I do want to see. What how
1: many years of, of Game of Thrones being off the air? And we're talking the main series, not a prequel series or an offshoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. How long do they keep it off the air before they bring it back?
0: You know, if HBO had their druthers, it would be like f- three or four years. But I, I'd be, sh- well, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who gets that final say. I don't know if George <coughs> Martin sold off rights in perpetuity to any future story must have but here's here's the thing how many of those actors
1: and and actresses on this show have are are gonna have a real big career post-show
0: probably honestly not a ton because actors on big shows like this tend to not go on i mean cranston's like had some big movies, but even he has not like gone on to this like amazing movie. Like people that are amazing actors on TV still don't get nearly the respect that they deserve. In they, I, I guarantee, for some reason
1: this show will get rebooted as just a standard sequel series. Maybe not a whole eight seasons in a row at a time. Maybe they just do like a, a four year maybe a movie. Like they do. Or, like I don't it think they could do a fucking one off movie that would do it justice. But j- just to it's the biggest show in in TV history, right? It's it's a cultural phenomenon so, all over the world, and these actors are going to get bored already, not doing it after a while, and they're going to be like, okay, time yeah. to
0: reboot the most popular <laughs> bored show not getting the world. Those Fifteen million dollar checks, probably, yeah, for sure. Um, and they're already in production, I believe, or in pre production on the prequel series, which is going to be the i believe is is going to focus on the battle of, five, of the five king or it's going to focus on uh, uh some kind of an early one of his earlier books, earlier conflict yeah. that we know about like what but so um i think they're going to really do what they, they realize this is the most uh, the most valuable property that maybe exists in pop culture right now so what they're going to try to do is a lot like what disney is doing with star wars where they're just going to crank out a bunch of sister series and you know f- properties are associated with this universe whether or not it's in the main timeline of uh, uh, with those characters that we love or if it's going to be prequels and then i think they're even talking about two different game of thrones prequels that they're trying to start production on. which should so be like really gonna you know be, i
1: think people will be okay with that will be yeah sure i people I'll, for I'll, the most I'll part
0: i'd love to go back in this you know Go in this universe at any point, especially now that they they can give it a real good budget. Yeah. So I mean, I as, you know, as long as they stick the landing, that's really essential for them is to not fuck up the ending of the series because that'll really affect. <laughs> How people view the series, view future properties going forward if they really botched it. Well, the there is
1: the, always the trap that you you know, makes something so successful. It turns into Star Wars, where if you do the same thing, people hate it. If you do anything different, people hate it. It's like, why wasn't
0: that exactly the same as the first time you did it? And I loved it. How dare you challenge my notions of what Star Wars is and what the Force is and yeah, what. You no, know, it's, all it's shit. ridiculous. Yeah. So
1: hopefully the it's it's all, you know, they.
0: And then you bring J.J. Abrams in, uh, on oh, everything good that you did <laughs> fucking in the ruin it. <laughs> yeah, and
1: we'll be like, no, it's never going to be <laughs> as good as the original Game of Thrones. And then I mean, fucking waste away.
0: But look, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm really excited for next week. I'm really excited to see what happens going forward on the series. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've
1: been this excited you know, about a, a, a single episode of TV as I am for next episode of the show. Since, since Breaking maybe the bad, maybe. the very very last episode of of Breaking Bad, where I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna tie all this shit together? I wasn't even like,
0: yeah, I don't even think I was like excited for that as much as I was like anxious for it. But this, I'm like genuinely oh, like, fuck, I cannot uh, wait to yeah. see. How I think I was more
1: anxious for that because I was I was I had been invested in the show the entire duration of it, um, whereas this sure. is kind of like I jumped out about halfway through, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I jumped on about before.
1: It, yeah, it I don't know. We might be here this time next week going, dude, that was I was not ready for that in a good way, or we might be like, dude, I was not yeah. fucking ready for that in a very bad way, where they just really did just wipe out half the cast and you're like, oh, wow, that was I more than I could fucking process." <laughs>
0: i i think we're gonna get one really bad death next week i i don't think they're gonna they're gonna go crazy with it because they want to make sure it counts but i do think we're gonna get one either Brienne or or somebody i i almost said jamie but i think jamie's not gonna it's not gonna be jamie probably Brienne is the most likely unfortunate like character that we love candidate to to go but you know we'll see uh i wouldn't be that sad if theon dies like i know that that show wants me to be but i'm just gonna be like ah whatever he had his he had his redemption like i, I could really he's not gonna you know yeah. um so we'll see what happens but uh yeah i i look forward to it uh i should uh get our plugs out of the way uh if anyone wants to uh help out the show uh you can rate and view and subscribe on apple podcasts that helps us get heard uh obviously you can go check out our main show if you'd like uh hearing uh us talk about bullshit. <laughs> we we do a weekly political uh talk show called Move Left Idiots. We do that every Friday or Thursday now. Uh and that's on the same feed that you're gonna find this on. You can find that at soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh we are on Facebook also. If you want to go chat with us over there, Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh if you want to support the show monetarily, you can become a patron. Uh you can go over to patreon.com slash move left or if you want to pick up some move left idiots merch, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. I'm gonna to try to make some kind of a left of the throne shirt or something. In,
1: oh in nice. You're so, really so gonna get sued up. up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll ride it out, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that and you know, that helps us out. That it, it, it costs us a lot to host the show and that doesn't even, you know, but most of that stuff doesn't even Uh, come close to covering it but it really helps out the hosting of the show so we really appreciate all of our patrons and anyone who buys stuff through the through the merch link uh it's really appreciated uh you can find me over on twitter at move underscore left uh
1: i am currently on twitter at uh smut collector <laughs> it's my it's my excuse for everything now or like oh did you see that one tweet and I'm like nope sorry I was busy collecting smut ER
0: though right? yeah
1: it, for for people that spill things uh in the midwest we we turn every vowel into an a or an e usually a long a or a long e uh yeah I I just accidentally spelt it with an er instead of an or so be that as it may there it is
0: yeah and we will uh, see you next week. was a fair